Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, April 5th. That means it's time for an episode of Destination Health. I've got Lauren here with me this morning. We also have a guest today. We'll be getting to that here shortly. Looks like we might be having some issues in the screening room. Um, I will go ahead and bring Lauren in, so don't worry about screening her, obviously. Go ahead and screen the guest, and then we'll get to that. So, Lauren, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Can you hear me all right? I can. I can. Everything's fine okay. here. So um, I think Angie's trying to figure out what might be going on in the screening room there. Uh, I think she's working on it now. So what's what's new and exciting with you this morning? Let's see. Well, I think today was the first day that it switched from dry, um, dry kind of springish weather to misty and wet. And <laughs> we'll probably have it for the rest of the year, pretty much. <laughs> oh, it's summer already. So it feels like summer today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Once, once that happens in Florida, it usually doesn't go away till fall. Exactly. I was surprised that we had chilly weather even over the weekend. It was still, um, you know, down in, I think it was like the 50s at night. So really lasted this year for quite some time. We've had a really cold spring. So normally our spring's ah. very, very mild. And this year our spring's been cold. I mean, we've been flirting with snow even in the last week. It'll go from rain to almost snow. And if I look at the ridge line behind us, it's 3,000 feet. So it's three quarters of the way down that. We can watch it snow behind us, but it's not snowing right where we are. But that this should have been gone six weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> well, right. how's the garden? The, you know what? We're going to talk about that today. I think we'll make that part of oh, our topic oh. with our guest because that's uh a big part of what makes them very unique. So maybe we should just bring our guest in and get started today. What do you think? That sounds like a plan. I think we've got the screening room all figured out. So we are bringing in from Ned, one of our new partner companies we're very excited about. Carlin Winkleman, welcome and good morning. <clears throat> Let me hit that button again. Make sure I do. There we go. All right. Good morning. Good morning. How are you both? Doing fantastic. Good. How about you? Doing well. Got a little bit of sunshine on my face before I started my day, so I can't complain. That's a great oh, way to start the day. I Speaking of which, I actually got a little bit of sunshine this morning on my eyes and my face. Went out and watched the sun come up, which for us, sometimes this time of year doesn't happen all that often. Normally, we're starting to get a little warmer. We're not getting all that sunny yet, but today is nice and sunny this morning. So I don't think it's going to last. I think the storms are moving in. Hopefully, we'll get plenty of rain right now, and then uh, that kind of holds the fire danger down for the summer. Because once summer starts here, Lauren, you were just talking about how you know it's kind of summer in Florida because um, it goes from drier and, you know, kind of clear to that misty, humid. It's the opposite here. 
we're misty and foggy and rainy all winter long. And then when it finally clears up and the sun comes out, it almost never happens again. We typically can go 90 to 100 days in the summer with no rain at all. Wow. Yeah, that's, that is different. <laughs> that's fairly common for us, 90 to 100 days. So with the garden, I get tons and tons of sunshine in the summer, but you've got to water. We just get none at all. Wow. So, Carlin, where are you in the world? I am physically in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So just about 30 minutes from Spokane, Washington, and about an hour from Missoula, Montana. So I'm in kind of that Pacific Northwest area. Got it. Well, we're awesome over, we're in the gorge in Oregon, so we're not that far away. <laughs> and our, Beautiful. Our business partner in the Tri-City, he's in the Tri-Cities there in Washington, so he's even a little closer to you. You know, I was thinking mm-hmm. you were in Boulder, but you know, you can't think that way anymore. These days, people are just scattered all over the place. It's like us, Lauren's in Florida, I'm in Oregon, our call screeners in Minnesota. We're, we're all over the country. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Work remotely for, for the company and in Boulder. So, you know, I get to get to go see Boulder here and there, which is really nice, but I do enjoy living in Coeur d'Alene. It's a beautiful place beautiful we uh, we travel <laughs> through there quite often in our we travel usually a couple times throughout the year for a while in a, a motorhome and if we're going through there we always make it a plan to spend a night or two just because the area is just so beautiful it is it is <laughs> so ned this is a very interesting company. I love the story. Why don't you kind of give us the, the history and the story behind Ned? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it really was birthed from an inspiration of bringing people back to nature and figuring out a way to create products that really just provide more natural remedies for people's health and wellness. And our two owners, Rhett and Adrian, they were on their own little nature trip at the time. And at at that point, you know, hemp oil was just kind of starting as an industry. And Rhett's mother was actually diagnosed with breast cancer and kind of battling with that. And so, you know, she had gone down all the allopathic routes and were doing all those kinds of conventional treatments, but they wanted to find something that was really going to improve the quality of her life and support her on a little bit more of a holistic basis. And so that is where they turned to, to trying out hemp oil and Um, you know, started to learn more about the science behind it and how it works physiologically. And it really did improve her quality of life and it extended her life for for a few years. She did eventually pass. But that is where Ned originally started was they, they, they built a relationship with a small family farm out of Paonia, Colorado. And that is where our beautiful plants are grown. And that's where Ned all started. And so, again, it's just really about, you know, the teaching or sharing with people the power of the natural world and, and bringing people closer to, to that and, uh, and having products that support holistic health in a more natural sense. You know, I love that we've had a lot of guests on the show and the one common denominator, I would 
Just off the top of my head, I would venture to say at least 90% of the guests we've had on the show have a similar story. Almost everybody mm -hmm. we've ever had on the show started down this route because either they, they had health issues or somebody very close to them had health issues and they got no satisfaction from, you know, the conventional health world at all. In fact, things were just getting worse. I mean, we've heard so many horrendous stories of people just going through miserable times with with health issues and then having it clear up completely when they get away from that conventional medical world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, after, after we developed our hemp oil line, it eventually, you know, moved over into the mineral world and that's where our magnesium mellow product line was birthed. And so, you know, just We've now created a couple of different products from both those lines and people really find a benefit kind of no matter the intention behind what they're trying to, to target in terms of their health concerns or just their wellness needs in general. We find that the products really do aid in some, in some way and provide that extra layer of support. You know, it's really impressive about your products and how we came to find your company um, you, one of your products was actually recommended to me by a competitor. I found that pretty impressive. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure if you, you're familiar with her or not. Danielle from Four Sigmatic. Sure. Yeah. Four Sigmatic. I don't, I don't know if we would consider them competitors per se. You know, they've, they've <laughs> ventured out into a couple other areas and, you know, with supplement companies, it tends to happen. Sometimes you start with one really specialty product and then you kind of bring in some others that go along. And so not, you're right, not a direct competitor, but I was actually working with Danielle on a sleep protocol for myself. I, I've been struggling with mm -hmm. sleep for years, fixed everything else in my mm -hmm. health and sleep has just been an issue. So I kind of had turned to adaptogens. It was the last place I had yeah. to look. Um, so I read her book and we've carried their products for years. So uh, I got her on and I said, look, why don't we try this? Why don't you work with me and, and let's try to fix my sleep. We did. My sleep's got much bigger issues because then I start biohacking other things and it screws up my sleep again. And so this is a constant <laughs> thing, but she recommended your magnesium product. And I've got to tell you, after I took it for about two weeks, I said, we need to bring this stuff into the store. And that's how we, what? yeah, that's how uh, we decided to partner with Ned. And the, the product line has grown. Um, absolutely love the products, the quality. You know, one of the things I want to talk about today, the, the word organic, you know, it's kind of been hijacked. <laughs> it's almost meaningless today. I guess it's slightly better than conventional if you know what you're looking for. But it, it's it, the, the word organic doesn't carry a lot of weight these days, really, if you if you're really into health. But we're really starting to hear this term now regenerative, which I think mm -hmm. in a lot of ways goes way beyond organic. I just hope this movement doesn't get hijacked. I'm sure eventually it will. Almost everything does. For now, there's there's a lot of talk of regenerative farming, and I'm not sure if people understand what that means. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely in a new world for many. 
But really, it just comes back to working with the ecosystem, working in synergy with the environment. And, and that's very much why I think just the hemp industry has so much potential in really changing the trajectory of our world in, an, in a more positive environmental way, because hemp, in terms of its cultivation practices, it just grows, again, in synergy with the, the natural ecosystems that it's grown around. And so when it comes to biodynamic regenerative agricultural practices, that really just comes down to soil maintenance and nourishing that soil on a nutritive level. And that's what powers and creates the quality and the beautiful, you know, chemical chemical parts of the hemp plant. And so that's that's where we really place a lot of integrity around in terms of the quality of our products is based on sourcing and, and based on those those cultivation practices that very much help the environment as well as creating a really great seed to sale product. You know, again I we're using that term regenerative and, and you just talked about the fact that this leads to a better product. Again, it's hard to, I think, explain this to people because if you look at the end product of agriculture, no matter what it is we're growing, food or hemp or supplements Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be, and that conventionally raised, I guess, is the, I'd almost like to call it chemically raised, but it produces a beautiful product. I mean, the the produce we get is absolutely gorgeous. In fact, many times, if all you're doing is going by appearance, a lot of times it looks better than the stuff that's raised properly. You know, the stuff that comes out of my garden, Mm -hmm. it's not uniform. I got all kinds of crazy different sizes Mm -hmm. and shapes, and it would look awful trying to display it in a grocery store. You walk in and every pepper is exactly the same, and they stack because they're exactly the same, but it, it looks nice. It's visually appealing. But it's hard to get across mm-hmm. to people that that is a far inferior product. It, it looks beautiful, but how do, you, how do we really get across to people how much difference there is in those two products? You can't see it. The taste. You can taste it. Taste, <laughs> That's is, for sure. taste is possibly one, yeah. You're talking about here with, with Ned's products, that's really what is the key. This goes beyond organic. This goes to, you know, I had a, I've got a really good example in my own garden. I, I got really serious about gardening about three years ago. This will be my fourth really serious season of gardening. And I've got my grow house going. Nothing's ready to go outside yet. Um, I did plant peas outside a couple of weeks ago. They're not even attempting to germinate yet because it's too cold. But one of the things I I started really getting interested in soil is the soil where I live is awful, really, really rocky, dry, doesn't hold any water. So I knew I was going to have to bring in dirt. I brought in the best quality garden soil I could find. And in the first year, nothing would grow. I thought, what am I doing wrong? You know, I'm giving these plants everything they need. And then I started to learn that that garden soil is dead when you put it in, it's got all the right stuff as far as, you know, it's got some compost and some manure and, but it, it's not living and it, it's got to sit in place and work. You talked about with the environment, it has to become a part of that environment. And I'm watching the soil change. We've, um, we've had a lot of the leaders in this area on our show, Joel Salatin's a, a regular guest, um, We've had several people, we, we talk a lot about this, and 
I had an interesting experience this year. So up until this year, when I start all, all my seed, I start everything from seed. I recover all my own seeds. And when I start them, I would buy a seed starting mix. It seemed to work better. And then after a while, I got thinking, you know, my soil gets better and better every year. It's just incredible how it's changing. I thought, why would I spend money on the seed starting mix every year? Why not just use my own soil, even to start seeds? So I did. Everything germinated beautifully, really at the same time. Everything's coming up nice and even. And I'm talking about, I think in the grow room right now, I've got about 1,500 plants started but what I noticed was all of a sudden this year with my soil, they germinated really well. And then after about two weeks, they weren't growing much. And I thought, well, this is weird. I should be getting second leaves now. And, but they had kind of really stalled. I thought, what's going on? And I, all my trays water from the bottom. And I've always tended to keep a little bit of water in the system. And just out of curiosity, I actually picked up one of the cups and it was so heavy. Like, what is wrong with this? The, the soil now will hold so much water. This cup weighs about mm. four times what it used to, but I was watering too much. I was used to that old water that needed constant watering. And I just, I was in that habit and I didn't realize the, the soil was so waterlogged. You could grab a handful of it and just squeeze water out of it. Mm. And when we think about that, you know, every year in my garden itself outside, I've had to adjust my watering down. I water less and less every year because the soil now holds so much more water. Fascinating. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Your your role at NED is all about education, isn't it? Yeah, I'm the, the educational manager. So I work with both our wholesale partners as well as our affiliate program and really just, you know, helping um, helping kind of the education aspect of, of hemp oil and the hemp industry and really what makes our products quality as well as environmentally friendly and and then of course you know diving deep into the role of magnesium in the body and really why that's such an essential macronutrient that most of us are quite deficient in and and really sharing why ned you know really does maintain its integrity when it comes to the quality of any of our products yeah absolutely you know, the magnesium is a no-brainer for us. We brought that one in. And it's interesting you mentioned magnesium, how deficient we are. It goes way beyond that with magnesium, though, because there's so many forms. We actually supplement mm -hmm. multiple forms of magnesium. And we're our goal is always to get people off of supplements. You know, we sell a lot of supplements. Mm -hmm. We help a lot of people. But our goal is always, can we get you off that supplement? Is there some way we can get that nutrition through your diet? Or if it's, you know, sunshine for vitamin D, it, it's always it's always the mission to move towards that. And we've kind of found with magnesium, almost impossible. I, I Like I said, I mm -hmm. you know, growing a lot of my own food, all of my meat comes from the best sources possible. And yet I find myself, I can't maintain good magnesium levels. And I eat really, really well. I know I do. So I know if I'm having a, a struggle, then, you know, people who aren't able to eat quite to the quality and level that I do, 
are really having a struggle. And I now supplement two different forms of magnesium every day. And I, I don't know that I'll ever quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a whole food approach is always the best route. And, and I love hearing that, you know, you're really working with your customers to try and move them away from supplements because it can get very, actually can get very stressful on the system to just be adding in all these supplements in a way that maybe the body isn't even able to metabolize very well. But magnesium really is a unique mineral that, that we do want to think about supplementing more often because not only is, you know, not only do we not necessarily get enough of it from our food because of the depletion in our soil, but also we just live in a very stressful world. And, yes. and I don't mean just stress in terms of emotional and physical, but, you know, stress can look like toxins. It can look like mold. It can, yes. it can be from EMF. Like there's constant pressure and stress that our body is trying to combat. And that's where magnesium really plays a role is it's going to be that first mineral that gets used up in the system when the body is responding to that stress. And the key there so is it really used is, up. It, it gets used mm-hmm. up. We have yep. to constantly replenish it. Yep. Yep. Morley Robbins actually has coined the the concept magnesium burn rate. And that's how fast or how quickly we are using up that magnesium reserve in our system. So, you know, depending on the amount of stress that one is facing, they are going to have a higher magnesium burn rate. So, you know, pregnancy, for instance, for women is going to be they're going to have the highest magnesium burn rate within a woman's life at that season of life. So, you know, that MDR will change, but we really want that. That's just an interesting concept and an interesting measurement to kind of exemplify how this magnesium is getting burned or being used up in the system so quickly. Yeah, that's, Really interesting. And again, we've just come to the conclusion over the years that for a lot of us, myself included, it's just magnesium is just going to be a regular supplement. And like I said, I supplement two different forms of magnesium. And and I recommend a lot of people do. We're finding a lot of stress these days. You talked about, you know, the, the stresses sometimes we don't think about. And then the stresses we do think about have gotten significantly worse from most people over the last couple of years. It's been a very stressful time in life. I've spent the last two years working on a stress protocol, which is how we got to the sleep Mm -hmm. protocol, which is how we got to Ned's products. And so that's been a big part of, of how all of this came about. So the magnesium for me and bringing it into the store, recommending it was a no brainer. I mean, this is one I know benefits a lot of people. And this is a, uh, magnesium product mellow is a really unique blend works really well for stress and sleep the other product we, we've kind of got an elephant in the room and i'm glad we've got you here because i think we all need a little bit of education on this so our our tribe is the trucking industry our tribe is made mm-hmm. up of primarily truck drivers and we've got an issue around um, cannabis, hemp, THC, this is very confusing for a lot of people. They have got to worry mm-hmm. about showing up positive on a test for THC. My understanding, and, and I'd like to get your take on this, is that there are some hemp products. I think if it's 
considered full spectrum. Is that the word I'm looking for? Correct. Is that like the, we're using the entire plant, whatever level that is. I have read that there is a chance that you could show up positive, but it seems to me like that chance is really, really tiny. Yes. So full spectrum hemp essentially does mean that it contains the entirety of the hemp plant. So it's going to have over those 200 cannabinoids. It's going to have terpenes, flavonoids, fatty lipids. It's a whole plant extract. And that really is where you're going to get that wide therapeutic benefit. It's also what contributes to the quality and, and price point of our products as well. That THC percentage, while it's very, very low at 0.3%, it is very important to still have that THC percentage when it comes to when it comes to especially pain and inflammation and, and, and its relationship and synergy with those other cannabinoids. It does have the potential to show up on a drug test. And there is that's unfortunately just due to the politics of THC in general. What I have found is a little bit of a loophole that has worked for some individuals is that I think that it's a great, I think that you can be proactive with the company that you're working with and you can provide the third-party testing results, which we have available right on our website, which really breaks down the cannabinoid content. It shows that that THC percentage is at a federal legal limit of 0.3%. And that, and it also will show that it's a hemp-derived product, not a marijuana-derived product, which is really, which is, you know, what companies are not wanting their employees to, to right. work with. And right. so by providing the third-party testing results to maybe the HR department or whoever their employer is, that can be a way to communicate with them that, hey, you know, I'm just using this supplement to support my health. Could this be something that we could work with and and I don't have to worry about potentially losing my job over a drug test? So, you know, I have found that that can be one loophole people can can potentially work with. Otherwise, the other the next best product is going to be what's called a broad spectrum hemp oil product. And again, again, it's that full plant extract, but they've just removed that THC content. Unfortunately, that's not what we sell, but if if that's the direction that people have to go for their livelihood, that's the next best option over just a CBD oil product that you can so, get in every grocery store and gas station. <laughs> you know, and, and here's part of the problem with that. One of the reasons we partner with companies like yours and bring them into our store is there is so much confusion in the supplement world. There's so much garbage out there. And, you know, so many people try things, they don't work, they don't get the results they want and have watched this over and over. So we are, I mean, it's one of the most important things I think we do is go find these products, test them, make sure they actually work. I would just tell most people, um, my experience, you just don't get the same kind of results from those products. And then there's just a lot of garbage out there. So how do we sort through all that? People will bring me products and say, what about this? Well, I love doing that, but at some point I just don't have time. You know, if you, if I get 10 mm-hmm. hemp products this week to go, you know, try to figure out if this is a good product or not, it's just 
way too time consuming. So our, our goal is let's just go find the best product, put it in our store and then say, here's the one we recommend. That's been our model on, on all of these products. This one, like I said, it has this issue. You know, I'm actually to the point. Oh, uh, and you can still hear. I can still hear you. So we must still be connected. Oh, Kevin okay. Somehow. What? Oh, there he is. Why? Did I disappear? Yes. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what was the last thing you remember me saying? Uh, last thing was that, you know, you you don't have the time to kind yeah, of okay. work through all of people bring to you. Yeah, so our, our model has always been instead of try to figure out every supplement on the market, why don't we just find the best supplement in every category and make that our recommendation? And then when somebody says, well, what mm-hmm. about this one? You know, my answer is we've done the research. This is the one we recommend. So for, for the most part, I would mm-hmm. not recommend people go try these, you know, broad spectrum or these other products. My experience is that you just don't get the same kind of results. Now, maybe there's some really good ones out there that I haven't found yet, but I've been very disappointed with most CBD products on the market. Yeah, yes, I know. And I totally agree. The full spectrum whole plant extract is always going to be, again, what provides that 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 wide therapeutic benefit. And it's going to maintain the biological integrity of the plant. It's, you know, it's how Mother Nature intended. So, you know, when you go to a, a grocery store or a gas station or an airport and you see that shelf with 30 different CBD oil products that cost $40, <laughs> right. well... <laughs> That's the price is a a big red flag and yep. and b you know CBD oil alone as a single molecule is really just not going to provide much of a benefit on its own and when you extract a single molecule from a plant that requires extreme processing heavy solvent use yes and then you have to add in all these ingredients in order to make it a full-scale product. So it's really not actually very good for you. And so, you know, I think that the the three main points that differentiate Ned from the rest of the industry is A, that we have we sell full spectrum hemp oil. So it's that whole plant extract. B, our extraction method does not involve any heat or pressure. And that is what maintains again that biological integrity of the plant. And then C, sourcing. You know, where is this plant being grown? What does that soil maintenance look like? That's going to make the biggest difference because, you know, those those CBD oil products that, that are for $40 on that shelf are largely coming from huge commercial hemp farms in the South that used to be tobacco farms, used to be cotton farms that required heavy pesticides and just have completely depleted soil. So, again really just comes down to those three main aspects. And, and that's what we pride ourselves at NED is, is really maintaining, again, the all those plant constituents. And that's really why we chose to partner with you. You know, I have one of the things I'm really seriously considering, I'm not even sure how to approach this yet. We, I, I talk a lot about politics. We monitor what's going on because we consult with our our tribe on business and taxes and all kinds of things. So I stay on top of that, but I'm not political in the sense that, you know, I want to go get things changed. Um, But really starting to think that 
we may need to be the company that leads the charge in the trucking industry to change the rules around all this. My take, honestly, is that there's no reason in states where it's been legalized that truck drivers should not be allowed as well. Uh, But they're not. The truck drivers fall under federal rules and the federal rules still make cannabis completely illegal. So truck drivers Mm -hmm. can't. They, They, I just think that's wrong. I mean, my, my, I'll debate this with anybody. It's really simple the way I see it. Every time you want to say cannabis is too dangerous for a truck driver, then you have to talk to me about alcohol. Right. And nobody can. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's far worse. I mean, I, I could I could go on all day about all the differences. They're very similar in that we use them to change our thought processes and our mental state. We we use them for relaxation and stress relief and to get high and all those things. But we do all those same things with alcohol and we celebrate that. It's like, you know, oh, of course you're going to have alcohol at your party and your sporting event and alcohol sponsors everything. And and yet I, I challenge people to show me how cannabis is any worse. In fact, it's not. It's so much right. better. It actually has health benefits. And I don't mean for people who sit around all day smoking a bong. But there clearly are medicinal benefits to this family of plants. And I think we should just, for any state where it's legal, it should be legal for truck drivers if they are domiciled in that state. Uh, And eventually Mm -hmm. it will happen. I'm almost positive it will. I wish we could just get it over with. And then we wouldn't have to worry about these hemp products that would just, we'd be fine. We wouldn't have to go fight for hemp. So maybe we maybe we would approach it two ways, go fight for, you know, just the same laws everybody else gets to live by. And then also, because that may fail, just try to educate the industry on hemp. And these full spectrum hemp products should absolutely be allowed. Zero downside, no safety issues whatsoever. But how do you convince people of that? Yeah, I think it really comes down to understanding how cannabis works in the body on a physiological level. So, you know, when you when you when you have that conversation with people on, well, how is alcohol any different? Well, alcohol doesn't benefit the body in any way. But hemp oil works with a system called the endocannabinoid system, which we have known about since 1980s. It was discovered by an Israeli scientist who has very much led cannabis research. And, you know, this system is essentially its whole role is to modulate and regulate all other physiological systems in the body. So when our immune system, for instance, gets thrown out of balance for whatever reason, it's actually the activation of our endocannabinoid system that creates an enzymatic response to communicate whatever is necessary to get that immune system back into balance. And this endocannabinoid system is essentially a receptor network that lines every cell in every organ of our body. And it's actually, it exists in all animals except insects, which is why hemp oil can be so beneficial for pets as well. But the whole, again, the whole role is just to keep the, whole, the body in a self-regulated homeostatic state. And so if we if we're to really focus on that aspect of hemp oil and how it really supports the, the natural workings of our 
physiology, I think that could be a turning point for people in really waking up to what this plant could potentially offer us in support and why it's not something that needs to be demonized and really something that should be differentiated from marijuana. And that unfortunately just goes back into political history, but that's what I think we can really do is have a better understanding as to this endocannabinoid system and how hemp oil can contribute and support this system. Because the system, of course, can be maintained through nutrition, through healthy lifestyle practices, through movement, but also very uniquely the phytocannabinoids that come from the cannabis plant. So this is a really interesting topic I want to spend some time on. Um, You know, you, you said we've known about this system since the 80s and kind of makes it sound like we've known about this a long time. I almost approach it the opposite way. How did we not know about this system before the 80s? You mentioned that it's a system of receptors. My understanding, we have more cannabinoid receptors in our body than any other type of receptor. And we have a lot of receptors for a lot of things. How did we not Mm -hmm. know about this? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say a large part of that is politics. You know, we just haven't, because of the legalization, there hasn't been enough science within the U.S. or within North America, I should say, when it comes to really understanding this system, but doesn't necessarily mean that hasn't happened around the world. So, you know, when we, when Dr. Mashulam in Israel first discovered the cannabinoids of CBD and THC from cannabis, that is what led to the discovery of the endocannabinoid system. But like anything, when it comes to our our scientific and medical institutions, it takes 30 to 40 years before things start to get implemented. And that's why it's taken time for even hemp to be legalized on a federal basis. So, you know, it's it's a little bit multifaceted and it's a little complex in terms of that reason of why. I think we do actually have a larger understanding of this system than I think is is known about. It's just unfortunately not presented again in those institutions. And so there's just a big gap in standing. Yeah. Most of the people you have doing research on this stuff are just, you know, individuals doing it on their own. I mean, in this country, like you said, research was basically outlawed on on cannabis, which was Mm -hmm. just... We could get into the politics of it, which is insanity. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. listed. It's basically in the same class of drugs as heroin and fentanyl. Actually, no, fentanyl right. is treated much better than cannabis. Fentanyl actually has a medical use and we use it in the medical system. So technically, right. we're saying that cannabis is worse than fentanyl. And that's how they classify these drugs. Are they dangerous and do they have a medical benefit? So if you have a drug that is considered Mm -hmm. dangerous and no medical benefit, that's classified as the worst possible drug, which is where they put cannabis. But yet fentanyl, which is horrendously dangerous, um, but it has a medical benefit. So it's actually less regulated than cannabis is. How did that's just insanity. And you mentioned Israel. It's one of the few countries in the world that have been doing a lot of research on cannabis for a couple decades now. So we do get some of our best Mm -hmm. information from there. You know, I'm a big believer in we should try to live as close as possible to the way our hunter gatherers lived, our ancestors, going back to 
prior to agriculture even and, and hunter-gatherers. That's how we evolved. I mean, it, we don't need to argue about why it that's right. It's we evolved that way for a very, very long time. Agriculture is pretty new to humans. So I often wonder, we have all of these receptors. And if I'm not consuming some sort of cannabis or hemp, how are these receptors being filled? And, and I kind of know the answer. Our, our body produces its own cannabinoids, right? Yes, that is correct. So is that, so does that happen? This is part of where I don't have a lot of good understanding about this. My guess is that we produce those good cannabinoids when we live properly, like our hunter gatherers primarily, when we eat the right nutrition, when we get plenty of, you know, outside exposure and sun and grounding on the earth and all those things. If we live the right way, I'm assuming our body would produce enough cannabinoids on its own. I was just, I was a little confused as to why we have this huge system and we may never consume cannabinoids. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So just like you said, we can support the endocannabinoid system through proper, through proper nutrition, like an ancestral diet. We can support it through healthy lifestyle practices and movement and sunlight, but then also very uniquely, the phytocannabinoids, the plant cannabinoids that come from cannabis also activate this right. receptor system. And when that system is activated, we produce those endogenous cannabinoids. So cannabinoids we naturally produce in our system. There's specifically two, anandamide and 2-AG. And it's those two endogenous cannabinoids that then produce very specific enzymatic response in the body. So, you know, I think anandamide is a really good example. It's actually considered the bliss molecule, ananda meaning bliss in Sanskrit. And anandamide is actually responsible for the very well-known runner's high. We like to think of the runner's high being a a source of endorphins and stress hormones, which to some extent it is, but it's actually the the production of anandamide that is producing that very euphoric and very blissful feeling and response when we have that quote unquote runner's high. So these endogenous cannabinoids are something we're learning a lot more about. And I and I'll and I'll give you two really great names that are pioneering endocannabinology within North America. And one is Dr. Rachel Knox out of Portland, Oregon. Her and her entire family are physicians who are implementing cannabinoid therapy into their practice. Really, really phenomenal things that they're doing. And the other is a scientist and researcher known as Dr. Ethan Rousseau. And he is another individual who is really starting to dive deep into cannabinoid therapy, into the role of these endogenous cannabinoids and how the system can play a role within maintaining our metabolic health. And he's actually coined the term endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome as a root cause of all metabolic disease and dysfunction. So, you know, he theorizes that by focusing on this system can be a way to really maintain long-term health and longevity. And this is what can potentially, I don't know if cure is the right term, but maybe maybe cure or review, reverse a lot of metabolic disease and conditions. 
Interesting. And while you were talking, I happened to look up Rachel Knox and the doctors Knox. I'm right here, 45 minutes away from Portland. So uh, thank you for this. I'm going to do a little research and maybe even reach out to them. This looks interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. Really interesting. Again, we have this issue we have to deal with. We're in the trucking industry, but more and more I learn about this, the more I really believe we need to change some laws. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right. So again, really, is there any evidence, and I haven't come across a lot, but I I may go do some more digging on this. Is there any evidence of how hunter-gatherers may have interacted with with hemp or cannabis plants? Um, I can't speak to hunter-gatherers per se, but if you look back into the history of cannabis, it's A, one of the oldest plants that we've utilized as a human species since the beginning of time. And there's a lot of historical references from different cultural communities that have used it for different purposes, whether that's been medicinal purposes, for instance, the one of the, the emperors, and I can't remember the exact timeline, but one of very ancient emperors in China, he really used hemp tea as a way to to cure a lot of diseases that he, that his society was facing at that point in time. I know that the Romans used it as more, a little bit less of a medicinal, more recreational focus, but it was actually also used topically to help with a lot of pain and inflammation reasons as well from injuries. So if you look back into historical records, there's a lot of use of cannabis for a variety of purposes. And I'd encourage listeners as well as yourself to also look into hemp and how we've used it functionally, because we don't just use hemp for medicinal purposes. You know, that comes from the flower of the plant. We also use hemp stock to make hemp clothing. We use hemp seeds to make hemp seed oil, which is very nutritious. So, you know, Dr. Bronner, who, who runs the soap hemp company, he has a great quote that says, hemp is the only plant that can clothe us, feed us, shelter us, and provide a medicinal benefit. And it's it, true. It and is, so it's there's true. so many and that, that just struck me as, as this incredible plant. Now, I'm pretty aware of how incredible it is. When you said that, it feeds us, clothes us, it's medicine, it's, it's recreation. One plant, and yet... We vilified it. How screwed up was that? Yeah, I truly believe that hemp did not lumped under the umbrella of marijuana back in the 1920s for very political and even racial purposes. I think our world would look very different today. They they estimate that over 25,000 different commercial products that we currently use that are totally screwing up our world could be sourced from hemp and which would provide a much more environmental benefit. And, you know, we had the potential in the 1920s and 30s to to use hemp as biofuel, to use hemp as plastic. So you can imagine that our world would look very different today had that continued and it wasn't politically demonized. Great. And it's, you know, from my experience, I actually grow um, cannabis. It's legal here in Oregon. I'm allowed to grow five plants a year. I grow them. I play around with it. I've grown you know, high THC strains, I've grown high CBD, 
really what I've found in experimenting as far as medicinal goes, things like pain, nausea, anxiety. There's so many things that, that, you know, are helped with this, but I've found that a one-to-one seems to be a really powerful ratio, one-to-one THC to, to CBD or the other cannabinoids. Again, nothing truck drivers could do today because of the laws, but that <laughs> seems to be a really powerful combination. And the other thing I was going to say, it's so easy to grow and it grows like crazy. <laughs> it's amazing how fast and how big you can grow a cannabis plant in the, in the right conditions. Absolutely. And the environmental benefit, again, is, is huge. I mean, hemp, hemp in particular has the ability to sequester carbon from the air. It actually is considered a bioremediation plant. So it literally nourishes the soil that it's grown right. on. So it's going to clean surrounding, surrounding areas when it comes to water health. And it's also a bee pollinator. So there is really just so much environmental benefit to just growing hemp on its own. And you know, hemp was actually grown in Chernobyl to soak yeah, up all right. the radiation and yeah, right. punish the soil. Right. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah. You know, wasn't, wasn't, we, we know of the benefit. Wasn't hemp cultivated by most of our founders, Jefferson and didn't, yeah. they were all farmers, right? Didn't they farm a lot of hemp? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So. It's, it's the Declaration of Independence is a mixture of papyrus and hemp. It was our main source of paper at one point of time until, you know, large conglomerates who were more invested in the tree industry, they just took political power. And so they switched from hemp over to trees. And now deforestation is our largest issue. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's crazy. It is crazy, you know, and, and the more we talk about it and the more I think about it, the more I believe we have to figure out some way to start um, bringing this issue to the trucking industry and getting them to change. There's just no reason that that hemp products, and I think cannabis, like I said, I'm a believer if you're going to make it legal in a state that truck drivers live in that state, I'm not sure why we have an exception for them, but but at the very least... Even if we set the cannabis issue aside for now, hemp should absolutely be legalized in trucking. There is no reason whatsoever it shouldn't be. There's no downside, no danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I, I completely agree. And I, I do have a lot of hope for our future and those that are really trying to to bring this education to the surface. I, I just unfortunately know a lot of our political side of things and the reasons why we maybe haven't gone to that next step. And I, I do think that a lot of that is based on the fact that I think our, our I don't want to say our government per se, I would say more so no, the pharmaceutical ahead. industry. <laughs> well, the pharmaceutical <laughs> industry is now a new branch of our government. Okay, yes, I would agree with yeah. that. And so I, I would say that there trying to figure out a way to capitalize on these cannabinoids first before before making it more available to the general public. And they've already patented every single cannabinoid. So, yeah. you know, I, I think there's a lot working behind the veil that we are not privy to. And I think that's part of why we have not been able to get to the place of allowing like truck drivers to consume hemp. I think there's a very specific reason and it's behind the veil. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and, and part of it, I do believe 
and we're, this is all speculation. We don't know this kind of stuff, but I believe part of it is the pharmaceutical industry is terrified of the fact that you can just grow your own. It's really simple. Yep. It, it's really, yep. really simple. You, it, it, like I said, it grows like weeds. There's, I think there's a reason it's yeah. referred to as weed. Uh, it grows like crazy. You know what I found? It's pretty interesting, actually. When I garden and do this stuff, I, I'm just... I will take one plant and grow it 15 different ways just so I can learn. You know, what happens if you start it like this? What happens if you do this? And I I spend, you know, 10 and 12 hours a day sometimes out there because this is the way I garden. And I've really figured out, I don't know what um, what the similarities are as far as the plant chemistry goes. I haven't really dug into that. But what I've found is everything I do to grow really amazing tomatoes, works with with cannabis i don't know if the plants are similar or if they're somehow even closely related or not closely related but everything i do to tomatoes if i do it to cannabis it grows like crazy healthy big you Mm. know nice tight buds just pretty incredible yeah that's very cool great observation i'm interested to learn more about that as well yeah Pretty, uh, say I, I've got my five plants started. I did something different this year. Um, I've always started from seed. This year I started two plants from seed and I cloned two. So this is my first year mm. trying clones, which is pretty incredible. Again, here's a plant where you cut a branch off and if you treat it properly, you get a an exact copy of that plant and you can keep cutting off branches and making virtually as many copies as you want. It's pretty crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's great. It's a, it really is a phenomenal plant. It's, it's so versatile. There's, there's just so much opportunity again, when it comes to its environmental benefit as well. And yeah, I, like I said, I have a, have some hope for the future. And I think that, you know, we're doing better than we have in the last hundred years when it comes to incorporating. But yes, I do think that education is really going to be, the the most effective way to get people to understand why this could support our society and support our health and our environment in in so many different ways. And so that's why I feel really passionate as a hemp educator, because I do think it can change the trajectory of our world. I agree. And I'll throw in there that truck drivers should be allowed to be a part of that future going forward. And we may just have to take on that task ourselves because I I don't see anybody else doing it. The industry itself Mm -hmm. has a very, very negative view of this whole topic. You know, very active in the trucking industry at all levels. and, And I talk about this all the time. And People look at me sometimes like I have three heads. What do you mean? You're promoting cannabis and trucking? Are you insane? No, I'm not. There's, there mm-hmm. are real. Look, and like I said, let's just start with hemp. I'm all for, like I said, you've legalized it in a state. Why did we exclude truck drivers? No reason with cannabis, but certainly right. with hemp. There's, there's nothing to argue about with hemp. I get it. With cannabis, we have to talk right. about roadside testing. And I... I have also said, I don't want it legalized in trucking until we have an accurate roadside test. And I'm positive Mm -hmm. we can develop one. All somebody has to do is put, shocked we haven't developed one yet, other than the standardized test that they do on the roadside for, you know, intoxication of any kind, which is very subjective. 
Um, but mm -hmm. I think we need a good, you know, instant test of THC because I don't want truck drivers driving under the influence of THC. I hope nobody misunderstands right. that. But we allow you to drink alcohol when you're off duty as much as you want. Right. And I can also show you cases where people drank so much alcohol that when they came back on duty, even if the alcohol's out of their system, we can't, you know, see it anymore in a test, they are impaired. A anybody mm -hmm. who's ever had a mm -hmm. hangover knows you are impaired. You're, you shouldn't be mm -hmm. out driving an 80,000 pound truck with a hangover, but we allow that. Right. We allow truck drivers to drive on all kinds of psychoactive drugs as long as they were prescribed by a doctor. Opioids. Do you realize <laughs> truck drivers are allowed to be on opioids while they're driving? Yeah, that's that's wild. <laughs> Isn't that insane? They're allowed to be on yeah, Xanax is. or uh, sleeping medications that are have horrible, dangerous side effects. That's all fine, but no, you can't have any hemp. It just makes me a little crazy. Right. Yep. Yep. Sure no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that's why carrying mag the magnesium line can be still very beneficial for truck drivers because, you know, that minerals are going to support that endocannabinoid as well. And that really just down to cellular health and energy production. And so, you know, there is a huge lot of benefit that I think your your audience and, and truck drivers can really receive just through that means on its own. So, you know, if anything, I think that's a really good product that you guys are offering. I think that could really change change their lives, change their health in many of ways, and hopefully introduce them to what these natural remedies, to what these natural supplements can provide for their health and wellness. And hopefully they can move away from opioids, move away from prescriptions, maybe even move away from alcohol use yes. to some degree yes. uh, and, and really understand how, you know, how these, how just working in synergy with your physiology is what's going to be the most beneficial on a day-to-day -day basis and for long-term health and vitality. Very well said. And uh, I know we're coming up at the top of the hour here, so we got to let you get on with your day. I do have one question because I, I agree with you. The, the magnesium mm -hmm. product, I can just recommend it to anybody. And, and I'm not a big, you know, mm -hmm. like I've said, our goal is the opposite. Get people off of everything except real food when we can. But we know magnesium is one of those almost everybody struggles with. So um, this is an excellent form of magnesium. I do have a question. Is there a better time of day to take it? It's a great question. I personally think that taking it in the beginning of your day is going to set you up for success. Because if you, if you understand what magnesium does on a cellular level, which essentially it is required to produce ATP. So in order for the body to produce efficient energy, which is what runs our body, I think by starting off the day by providing your cells with that essential nutrient is going to help set you up for success. Even if you're trying to target sleep, be proactive in getting ahead of whatever may be interrupting sleep by creating more efficient cellular energy. And that's what magnesium is going to do. So I think starting off your day with magnesium 
is a really great routine. And of course, everybody's magnesium requirements, right, based off that magnesium burn rate, based off people's weight, based off people's activity level, they may need a higher or lower amount. So you could integrate it in the morning and maybe bring a little bit in the evening. But I really, really think that starting your day off with that essential nutrient is just going to set your system up for success. Excellent. I, I love that. So thanks so much for joining us today. A great education. Um, I'd love to talk more about this topic. So maybe we'll get you back sometime. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate you having me on and, you know, we're just grateful to have you as a NED partner. And I think that what you're trying to offer, you know, the, the trucking industry and, and your community is just phenomenal. And I, and I think that there, there's just a lot of opportunity to provide further support. So thank you so much for being a partner of NED and for believing in us and our products and would love to be back on at any time. Fantastic. Lauren, anything you want to, uh, to close with? Not yeah, I just had show. one question. Just let everybody know we're we're hanging <laughs> yeah. out. We're still going to be here. We're going to take your calls and questions. Um, we do need to let Carlin get but back, yeah. but Lauren, go ahead. I do have one question that I anticipate, you know, being asked from from the community is, other than the magnesium product, what you know, what other products does Ned carry that doesn't have any um, CBD or you know, hemp or anything like that in it? Like what, what is available to the trucking community? It's a great, great, great question. The only other product that would be appropriate, I'd say, um, is called our immunity blend. And it's just a small little tincture that has some really great powerful herbs that support the immune system. And, you know, that's just something I think we can integrate to support our health on a daily basis as well. And that's another, you know, another product that we carry. But other than that, it is just our, our mellow and our hemp line as of right now. But hopefully we can we can dive in deeper and expand as Ned continues to evolve. Great. Thank you for answering that. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, Carlin, we will get you back. It's a great topic. And maybe I'll even reach out to you as we start to explore this idea of getting a little active and, and trying to get the uh, trucking industry to understand this topic. Absolutely. Thank you so much again and have a wonderful rest of your day. Hope you both get ample amounts of sunshine. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. All right, Lauren, let's get to the calls. We've had, we've had somebody, James has been with us since the beginning of the show. James, welcome. Well, you've already answered my question, so thank you. You're but welcome. I do have a follow-up question. Okay. Uh, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine's brother's got leaky gut syndrome. There's something you can do about that, correct? Yes, he needs to radically change his diet. There's nothing else that'll okay. fix this. If you stay with anything that even closely resembles the standard American diet. Um, almost everybody will develop some form of leaky gut and you won't get rid of it. This does require, at at the very least, it requires a change to a paleo-based diet. 
doesn't have to be super low carb, depends on other health issues they might have. But there are so many offenders in the standard American diet that will keep the gut leaky. So this is one we can absolutely fix. There doesn't seem to be much in between, though. You have a protocol for that? Um, you know, you, you asked on the right day. <laughs> go I ahead, Lauren. Yeah, go ahead. Because the after hours Q&A today at three o'clock Eastern time on Healthy Tribe, I'm going to go over elimination diets and the elimination diets are designed for people with leaky gut syndrome to help um, eliminate the foods and heal the gut before reintroducing the foods back in. So it is a, it, it takes some time. I would be completely lying if I said that it didn't, but other, you know, some people have you know, more severe leaky gut than others. So some of them can breeze through in a couple of weeks and some of them, you know, can take a little bit longer to figure out what precisely is causing it once they start removing things. But well, I'm going to talk about it in depth um, a little later today. And just to piggyback on that, when Lauren talks about elimination diets, there are, are several. Ultimately, we really believe carnivores, the ultimate elimination diet gets rid of everything that causes us health issues. Um, but people also need to know you can never go back. You, you can't go back to the standard American diet and think that you're going to be okay. We can heal the leaky gut, but it will come back pretty quickly if you reintroduce the foods like gluten and gliadin and some of the other problems. So in order to keep this away forever, you have to remain on some sort of ancestral paleo-based diet. Now, I'm a little interested to know who diagnosed him. I'm not sure. They've got several surgeons that refuse to operate because he's so obese. Oh, it's well. a friend of a, a brother of a friend. So, so then know. that answers one of my other questions. Not only should he be on an elimination diet, he should be on a very, very low carb elimination diet. Basically, carnivore would right. be best. Um, if they're willing to do that, I would just say start with the carnivore diet. You don't need, even need a protocol, really, for leaky gut. For the most part, I see this resolve itself. If he would just eat good quality carnivore, this will more than likely resolve itself. Mm -hmm. You know, we can go in with supplements. We can speed up the process. You know, a lot of bone broth, bone broth's really good for the gut. There, there are supplements that will help this and could help it happen faster. But I can also tell somebody, look, if, if you have leaky gut and you eat a good quality carnivore diet, I'm pretty sure at some point it's just going to go away. Well, I told him to, you know, call into your show and talk to you or check yeah, out the absolutely. tribe, but and, you, know, and, you know how that goes. Nobody ever listens to me, so. Well, you know, I I, uh, I have a sign above my door in my studio. It says, no one is listening until you make a mistake. Right. <laughs> then everybody was listening and they'll point it out to you. No, I, I get it. It's frustrating for me. You know, I, I want to help people. I look at people like this and I, I just know in my heart we could make his life so much better. But the, the biggest struggle we all have once you learn all this stuff, the biggest struggle is, is how do you convince somebody? 
Yeah, I told him, I said, well, would you really want to talk to all them doctors that just want to make money, or would you like <laughs> right. to talk to somebody who actually wants to help you? Yeah, <laughs> and and look, I want to make money too. I've just figured out that since I don't have a medical license and I can't prescribe a bunch of drugs to make money, I actually have to help people. Right. And I appreciate you. I learned a lot from you. Well, well, thank you. And, and thank you for trying to help somebody and, and let them know. It really could be as simple as just eating the carnivore diet. Uh, isn't that crazy, Lauren? Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm, I'm actually very Any doctor would mention leaky gut. It, most of them. That's why I asked. It. Right. That's why I asked. Most of them, yeah. if you say it, they'll look at you like you're a charlatan. You're like, you're, oh my God, he's talking about leaky gut. There's no such thing. I've heard doctors say that. It just uh, makes me a little crazy, but it always does. You know, I, I work with some people, not so much within the company. You do all of that really for us now, but just in my personal life, sometimes it's one of our employees or a neighbor or a friend or whatever. And it's still incredible to me when I take somebody who is regularly seeing blood sugar over 300 and in two weeks, we've got it down into the normal range. And they've been on metformin for 25 years. Mm-hmm. It's just, <laughs> just crazy. All right, let's, uh, let's continue on with the calls. We're going to go to Marilyn. Sarah, welcome to the program. Good day. I found something, well, through an email from ATRI that is very pertinent to our topic at hand. Apparently, just during Max last week, they put out a survey, the impacts of marijuana legalization and trucking operations. Oh, excellent. They'll ask you, they will ask you demographic questions, what part of the truckload in this part of the trucking industry you're in, if you live in a state that has it legalized, if you feel it affects people on the road. Um, and then a, an important question, at what point do you believe someone can safely operate a vehicle after using marijuana? I picked the six to, or two to six hours. I mean, alcohol in FMCSA allows you to drive after four hours. You, um, two isn't, they also, two isn't all that out of the question. I mean, if you could still be having some effects two hours later, so I'd be fine if they even made it six, I don't care so yeah, much about six those. Yeah, there's a six to ten. Right. That, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to push the limits of somebody being able to, you know, rip a big bong hit and then go back to work in a couple hours. We don't need that. I, I'm okay with the six to ten right. hour window. Then the next couple questions, do you believe that changes in the federal drug testing laws for CDL holders are needed? And it asks yes. you if yes, what? Should the FMCSA require a marijuana impairment test instead of the current marijuana test? Yes. And then at the, there's a couple more questions. And then at the bottom, the last one, is only 15 questions total. So really easy to rip off a survey. Um, it says, please provide any additional comments on the legalization of recreational marijuana. And that is where we can tell them, hey, 
products with small amounts of THC that might be good to help people handle inflammation and pain should be able to be used and not have to worry about testing positive on a test. Um, so I put that link, I posted the link to that survey in, in Healthy Tribes. Perhaps we can pass it around and get as many people ed- sending information to ATRI so they can inform our representatives on this issue. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Angie, just kind of, I don't know, whatever we need to do, make a note, let the team know this is, um, it's a topic we're going to work more on. You know, now that we're partnered with Ned and we've got all that, it is crazy that truck driver can't use this product. Zero downsides, no danger whatsoever. You could chug bottles of this stuff and you're not going to get high. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I, I don't care what percentage this is. It is such a small percentage, it would be impossible to get high off these products. Well, it's nice to see that we're not the only ones thinking about this. And so let's let's help the ATRI who's trying to further get information, get as much as they can get so they can bring it to our representatives. Yeah, well, I'll actually reach out. I have some contacts at Atri. I'll reach out to them and... uh get involved. I didn't know they were doing a survey. I'm glad they're doing a survey. It's good to see. It's it's about time. I think it should have been yeah. done a long time ago. I think it should have been done in the same year that Colorado legalized it. I mean, that's when we should have been proactive on this. But now maybe it's time. And like I said, I'm not going to necessarily start off by pushing cannabis legalization, although I think that should happen. Let's just start with these hemp products. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. So we can, anyway, so I posted that and we can share it. Excellent. Thanks. Fantastic. Thanks. So head on over there. We will, uh, we'll do more with this. We'll make it easier. We'll get more involved, but the more people we can get to fill this out and look, if you have the opposite, um, thoughts on this, that go fill it out. Let's, let's really get the feelings from the industry. I think everybody's pretty clear on how I feel about it, but if you feel different that it, it shouldn't be, well, then go fill it out. Let's, uh, let's go to Colorado. Jason, welcome to the program. Yeah, hey, guys. Um, I missed, I just caught the tail end of the interview. I'll have to go back and listen to it, so I hope you forgive me if my questions are a bit redundant. But uh, I know you guys have been talking about magnesium a lot. Um, I know that I have I have an issue when I don't have enough magnesium in my system. I get a lot of uh, sciatic pain that just can't really get rid of with stretching or any really? other methods. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, okay. it, yeah, and and I think I figured it out just kind of by accident. I, I don't remember exactly um, how I figured it out, but I I do supplement magnesium pretty regularly. It has been a plant based supplement and I'm kind of curious to uh, to see which I've run out so I'm looking for to maybe make a change I was curious which of the supplements in the store do you think would work for those kinds of like muscular kinds of problems uh, so I would probably attack this from all angles that's an unusual symptom and I actually believe it's a more severe symptom of a magnesium deficiency. So I would use both light balance and the mellow from Ned. So light balance is 
Light Balance is one of the first supplements we ever brought in and sold. We've been selling Light Balance forever. It tends to help with a lot of muscle cramping. That's the form of magnesium that really works with our muscles and how they relax and contract. That's also why it's good for the heart because the heart is a muscle that relaxes and contracts all day long. That's how it pumps. Uh, so those forms of magnesium are good for the heart. They're good for muscle cramping. Um, so I would assume they're going to also help with some of this muscle pain you're experiencing. But then I would put the mellow in there as well, because the forms of magnesium that are in this mellow product from Ned are some of the hardest forms to find. These are the more expensive forms that you don't see this in a, in a lot of magnesium supplements at all. Now, is that something you guys have already got at the store? Like yes. I said, I missed the interview, yep. so um, yeah. it is. Okay. Yep. Okay. So and you, that you, doesn't, again, I mean, that doesn't have the THC or anything like that. That's so the, the magnesium, the yeah, the magnesium product has no hemp whatsoever. There's nothing in this product okay. that has anything to do with THC or hemp. The other products that Ned makes, their sleep blend, their brain blend, those all use CBD in them. So look, I'm just going to answer that question the way I answer a lot of questions. If I were a driver today, I, I would be taking the CBD product and I would just deal with it. You know, I would document it, you know, heavily up front. This is what I'm taking. This is why I'm taking it. And I would just take my chances. But that's me. I tend to be more of a risk taker and a rule breaker. And I'm not recommending anybody do that. You got to make this decision on your own. But I, I would be one of the people that would use it. And if I got caught, then I would, I would use that as a way to try to get change in the industry. So is, is there a threshold on the drug testing side where, I mean, a yeah, certain amount there is. is allowed? There is, but it, okay. it's, it doesn't do us much good to know it because level in your body changes constantly and there's no way for us to really monitor all, all that accurately. The problem here is we shouldn't have to even be talking about this. When it comes to the hemp products, I get it. We need to have a huge... Um, discussion about cannabis and truck drivers and a lot of things need to change to make that work right for that i think it should happen but that's a bigger issue hemp is simple these products should not be outlawed for truck drivers period there's no reason at all to outlaw these products so that that would be a much easier fight so we'll probably take that one up first okay so going back to the other two supplements that we were talking about, I mean, what kind of dosage would you be looking at? Just whatever's I, recommended or I, I, I know, I know what the light balance, you guys recommend a cap pull, right? Yeah. And that is the recommended dose. And I tell people start with the recommend dose and then experiment, double it, triple it, see what happens. Okay. Everybody's a little different. So okay. we're always fine starting with whatever the bottle or the supplement recommends. And then the nice thing about supplements, they're not like drugs. You're not going to overdose on a supplement. There are a couple you might, but it's pretty rare. So there are times where in the beginning when I take a supplement for the first couple of days, I'll quadruple the dose sometimes. Okay. 
So it, it's pretty okay. safe. You know, well, I, I, uh, I don't want to tell people to double doses and take four times as much just so we can sell more. Let me be clear about that. I only do that right. in the beginning. It's called front loading. I actually teach people a way that you could take less of a supplement and get the same benefit. I haven't talked about it in a while, but if you were to take any of our supplements, if they are a pill, if you were to actually chew the pill, you can get by with about half as much. Same thing with a capsule. If you open it up and dump it right onto your tongue, you can usually get by with about half as much of the supplement, still get the same benefits. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's all I've got today, guys. I appreciate it. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Surprisingly, that's the uh, last call on the board. That's pretty unusual for a, a Wednesday. Maybe people just aren't mm-hmm. interested in this topic. Maybe that's my struggle here. We, we need to get truck drivers interested in this first. Did you notice that unhealthy tribe, it got a little quiet the past couple of days as well? Yeah, I think a lot of that is the fact that I haven't been in nearly as active the last couple of days. We've just got a lot going on again. Good stuff, but then, you know, I am getting some decent days where I can go out and work in the garden, and I am taking the time and going out there and doing it. But, yeah, I, I did notice the uh, the website was a little quiet. Yeah, I did as well. Hopefully we can get that turned around here. Yes, yeah, and... You know, we're working on the websites in the background. We're working on a lot of projects. And all of those projects, when they're done, um, will improve all this. Uh, Right now, we are getting close to the broadcast app and waiting any day now to be able to start doing some testing on it. And when I do start that, that's probably going to take up my time for a while. So uh, a lot of these things... um, It's just going to take some time. And right now, it's just a weird time in our economy. I'm not willing to hire anybody right now. Um, It's just, uh, you know, inflation is still an issue. We haven't raised any of our prices yet. We're trying not to. But I'm not sure how much longer we can maintain some of this stuff. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Sarah back. I think she wants to talk about the supplements. Sarah, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to add a comment. The one supplement that you don't want to <laughs> <Good> point <laughs> or open up would be hydrochloric acid. Yeah, that's that's a very unpleasant experience, so don't do that. Thank you, Sarah, for reminding me about that one. We do supplement hydrochloric acid a lot. That's our... Uh, Uh, protocol for GERD and heartburn and all those. So yeah, you don't want to open up the hydrochloric acid. That's, that's a very unpleasant thing to try. Yeah. I I did have my mentors in the NTA class say to the class that she had a client come in and say they've been noticing their, their teeth got really white. What what could have they done? (laughs) And it turns out they were chewing their hydrozyme, which is, it's a lot lower HCL and it has some enzymes, but they were chewing their hydrozyme tablets. And she's like, stop doing that. Yeah, that'd be a little rough on the teeth. I could see it would clean them in the beginning, but after a while, it's going to start taking off enamel too. So that that wouldn't be a good idea. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, Oh, speaking of teeth, by the way, um, we did get the 
And it's interesting. I thought when I was talking about this, the the products we're testing around uh, oral health and the person, I shouldn't say dentist, she's not. I was pretty sure she wasn't a dentist. Uh, she's a registered nurse, I believe. But she, okay. I have learned more about oral health, about 10 times more from her than I ever have from any dentist. She's going to be on this show, by the way. We've got her scheduled. Awesome. Looking forward to yeah. that. Yeah, that'll be a good one. So again, here we go. Somebody who wasn't a dentist, but actually teaches us more about good oral health than any dentist I've ever found. So who cares? I don't care that she didn't go to dental school. Right. All right. I did listen. To go ahead. I was. I say I did listen to a book that I was introduced to um, through the NANP, and they had a dentist do a a speech during one of the conferences, and he says a lot about spends a lot about don't do the scorched earth method, don't be fluoride rinsing and scrubbing everything in your mouth all the time and killing everything that we need. And he actually has a toothpaste called Revitin that has a CoQ10 and a bunch of vitamins in that you use and don't, you know, don't, when you can spit out what you're, when you're done brushing, but don't rinse your mouth after it because the vitamins and CoQ10 can soak into your gums and help strengthen your oral health that way. You know, that's a good point. We, we can absorb medications through our mouth. We were just talking about cannabis and interesting how cannabis delivered different ways has different effects. Smoking cannabis gives you certain terpenes and, and CBD in higher amounts. Vaping gives you different terpenes and cannabinoids in different amounts. Eating it in, a, in the sense of chewing it and then swallowing changes the way it impacts the body and also holding it under your tongue instead of swallowing it. It impacts the body completely differently. So THC and, and CBDs are all introduced in different ways and have different effects based on how you consume them. Oh, here it is. The book is called The Mouth Body Connection by Dr. Gerald P. Curatolo. I'll post that in the Perfect. In Healthy Tribe also in case anyone wants to listen to that. It's a great book. Excellent. All right. Thanks so, again. Yep. Thank you for the uh reminder on the hydrochloric acid. Don't chew that stuff. Uh, any of the yeah. other supplements, can't think of any others that you really shouldn't. I guess the the high enzyme products, you might want to be a little careful, especially if they've got some HCL in them. But it's kind of interesting how um, that works, that you can use less of the supplement if you're willing to do that. I will tell you, most supplements taste awful. It's, it's usually not a very pleasant experience, but uh, Sometimes it's not all that bad. Let's go to West Virginia. John, welcome. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Lauren. Everybody today. Good. What's on your mind? Hey, so I wanted to comment on a couple of things. Today's show, I was really interested in listening to it. I've been taking the NED since October. I know Lauren and I have talked about it uh, in, in our conversations, but I probably would contribute to that magnesium so one of the biggest breakthroughs on my blood pressure ever. Excellent. Um, I was always one, always one that kind of 
I could get my blood pressure down into the 140s, but I would fluctuate. You know, I would never have a good 120 day right. over 80 something. I, it would always be in the 130s, 140s. But the magnesium is probably one of the ones that broke me into the 120s and below. Excellent. And it was obviously just that nutrient that we were, or that, that um, yeah, uh, the one thing that yeah. I was just missing completely. Yeah, um, mineral. And in listening today, obviously the question you brought up on when to take it, um, I, I, I didn't. I didn't want to make it more complicated than it was. So I just mixed it in with my cardio miracle every morning. Um, and it seemed to do the trick with my sleep, which is the main reason why I took it and the blood pressure at the same time. But one thing I noticed after just listening to the caller, a few, a few before me on the sciatica pains is in driving, I would always get that sciatica cramp that would run from the top of your butt cheek down your leg, right. almost to your ankle after driving, you know, just a few hours. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even think I have felt it since October. Wow. Um, so, and I don't, and I do the light balance have for years right. in my bulletproof right. every morning as well. So I don't know if it's a combination of the two, like you said, you know, or what, but that was a huge, I, I can't, you know, I, I go on the healthy tribe and I've, I've boasted on there about the cop and the zinker and the mag the zinc and the magnesium right so much you're not trying it you, you really ought to give it a try because that one thing that you are not getting a hold of for whatever reason the magnesium could be the issue um so yeah, i just wanted to give props out for this show it was huge being able to listen and and, and listen to her and and about ned but magnesium has been an eye-opener for me so i really appreciate it you're welcome. Thanks for the call and, and the feedback on that. Um, you know, Lauren, it's interesting. We, we've heard forever. We're all magnesium deficient. And when we started recommending and taking light balance, I thought, ah, oh, we've got that figure, figured out. Move on to the next thing. Well, we didn't. There, yeah. There's so many different forms of magnesium. It's such an incredible mineral. But I, I am now actually starting to believe that if you're not supplementing, you probably are deficient. I completely agree with you. I think most people, well, we know most people are deficient already. And, and I, I also wanted to mention that we do also carry biotics research magnesium in the store that is one, two, three different forms of magnesium as well. And that's the... MG-Zyme. So it, we also don't want to forget about. No, we don't. We, you know, in the store, we actually carry a lot of magnesium products that are all slightly <laughs> different. And this is why we also carry Actimag. I use a lot of Actimag in the summer. That's right. I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> I use a lot. If I'm, if I'm now I use light balance every day. I wasn't using any other form of magnesium, but now I do. Now I take the mellow magnesium from Ned that we're talking about today. And in the summer when I'm on, you know, really hot days and I'm out there sweating a lot, I'll go through a lot of Actimag and it helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it does. So I think we are now at the point where we just kind of have to concede that for some reason today, human beings seem to have a pretty big need to supplement magnesium. The truth. 
And and it's and it is very true. It's stress. Stress also depletes magnesium. And you know, maybe I, that's the answer. Maybe when you just said that, it kind of clicked. May I keep thinking? Wait a minute. We're we've improved the soil. We're getting our meat from animals that graze on this improved soil. All of the we should be able to overcome this need to supplement magnesium. And it's frustrating me. Why, no matter how clean we eat, no matter how hard I try, why can't I overcome this need to supplement? I think you just hit it. All of the stressors in our life today deplete magnesium. And maybe we just can't consume enough in food to overcome this problem. These problems are new. And I'm not just talking about the added stress of the last three years, the added emotional stress. I'm talking more about what Carlin was mentioning, the chemicals in our environment, the pollution in our environment, the stress of our lifestyle, the the food additives that stress our body, the non-food crap that we keep eating that stress our body, all the -the over-the-counter medications that we seem to think you can just eat like candy and it's never going to bother you. Just because it's over-the-counter doesn't mean it's not dangerous. We know almost all of the pain relievers are dangerous. They're bad for our health. So we still take all those things. We're still exposed to all these chemicals and we're exposed to light stress. Now we have all kinds of light around that isn't natural. That's stressing our body. So maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's not the fact that we're not getting enough in our food. Maybe we are. We're, we can't get enough to overcome our poor lifestyle without supplementing it. Mm-hmm. That might be yeah. what we're dealing with here. And that's frustrated me because I keep thinking, no, if I eat a good enough diet and I really look at sourcing and, and the, you know, if it, since I'm mostly carnivore, I make sure all of my meat is raised properly. Why can't I overcome this need for magnesium? And I can't. And now I'm on two forms of magnesium because they're both helping. They both make me feel better in a lot of ways. And we're hearing from people that it lowers blood pressure. That absolutely makes sense. Uh, when you start okay. to get depleted in these nutrients and minerals, your body then is more stressed. So, you know, I I just keep coming back to the farming thing here. This is why I don't have to put a bunch of insecticides on my plants or herbicides or fungicides. I don't use any of that because the plant is so healthy, it doesn't need those things. That's where we want to get the human body to as well. And This is one of those things that I'm just really starting to believe we're going to have to supplement. I don't think we can consume enough. Yep, agreed. It's kind of like vitamin D. You have to supplement. You can't consume enough unless you spend all of your life outdoors the way we used to. Yeah. There's another one. We just have to supplement it. Our lifestyle has changed enough that most people are not going to get all of their vitamin D from food. Or the Mm -hmm. sun. I mean, we can get it from the sun, but that's our problem. We, We got a lot of it from the sun when we lived outdoors. We don't now. Yeah, I had this conversation yesterday with someone on a one on one. They don't want to take supplements for the long run. 
but they have to jump, you know, they, they have some digestive issues. So we're starting off with the upper GI. I said that one, I have a feeling you can come, I'm confident they can come off of it within weeks. Yes. Then they don't have a gallbladder though. They've had that removed. And I said, if you want to absorb nutrients from fats, like all your fat soluble vitamins and this and that, unfortunately, that's one that you're going to have to stay on for forever. And I wish the doctors would explain that before they remove a gallbladder, but they never do. They don't even bother to tell people that bile salts will help them feel a whole lot better. And do you know why? Because they can't really prescribe bile salts. I can walk into any health food store and pick them up and they're cheap. So they don't bother. I have asked, not exaggerating, I bet I've asked 200 people. When you got your gallbladder out, did the doctor, the nurse, or anybody ever mention bile salts? No, they don't. I don't think they they know. They're never taught that. No. Sad. Let's let's grab some more calls. We'll go to New Hampshire this time. Casey, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. How are you this afternoon? Good. What's on your mind today? I was curious if one product in your store would have the most different types of magnesium in it to cover the bigger spectrum of there isn't one no now really kind of down to two now you could kind of listen to the routine that i use because i eat pretty clean there are very few people that can probably match how clean i eat the fact that i'm home i work at home i live at home I grow food, I can food. It's pretty hard to eat much cleaner than I do. And this is the magnesium routine I've now kind of decided on. Light balance is every day. The mellow magnesium from Ned is every day. And Actimag when I'm really outdoors sweating a lot. So three, it, it really takes me three different magnesium products. And then I would experiment with the, uh, what was it? The M, MGzyme? Is that what it was? The MGzyme? Yeah, yep. the MGzyme. Because yep. yep. it has four different types right. of magnesium in it. I would experiment with right. any combination of all of those products. Right, right. Yeah, just to, to get make sure you're getting enough magnesium of all the different types that your body needs, I was thinking... Well, here, I just didn't know if there was one that would cover no, the spectrum. I, I wish there was. There isn't. I, and, and here's the thing. <laughs> somebody says, well, why doesn't somebody make one? Well, think about it. I mean, I have some people that have to take two capfuls of light balance a day to make up for enough. We've got to take one. That's full, me. We've got to take one full packet of this mellow. That's another product to take. And that has to be mixed with the liquid because there's a lot of it. You, you just can't. Right. The thing people don't realize is why can't I take a pill? Well, because the pill would be the size of a football. So no, you can't take <laughs> one pill, but you're going to have to take 15 pills. It, it's So that's why a lot of our supplements are actually powders that we have to put in liquid. Because most of the right. crap you buy in the store that promises you're going to get all these benefits and say, look, we have all the testing. Sure, they know that this form of magnesium helps. There's lots of testing. That what they never tell you is right. their their one pill that they have you take doesn't even have a tenth of the amount you need to get those benefits. That's why Cardio yeah. Miracle is a powder. 
That's why this form of magnesium right. is a powder. It's why Actimag is a powder. It's the only way we can get enough of this in. So now think about how would you combine all of those? Uh, you need a big scoop. Something, yeah. So um, <laughs> right now, I like I said, I take two every day and the others I will take occasionally. And here's the interesting thing. Every time I experimented with a new magnesium product, as long as it was good, right quality, formulated properly, something about my health improved. Magnesium can help us with digestion. Magnesium's huge for digestion. Magnesium's big for heart health. Yeah, that's more where I was looking toward it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, blood pressure. We've heard about that. Sleep, stress. Magnesium's a pretty incredible molecule. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely have to get in the store and get some... On another topic, I had talked to you previously about my wife and her gallbladder, and she did end up having to go into her surgery, and well, by her choice, she chose to go in and get gallbladder removed, which was a lucky thing because they said it was gangrenous and ready to explode, and ended up having to cut it off, the, the, the injection tube had to cut it off so short that the clamp didn't really hold, and then she had to go in and have a bypass tube put on to get down by that section, which she's got to go back in next month and have removed. Oh boy. So yeah. it turned into quite an ordeal. Oh, she was, she was sick for a couple of months. She just barely starting to get back on her feet. And this started first part of January. Yeah, it is unfortunate. There are times where gallbladders get to the point where I would even say, yeah, I'm sorry, but it's got to come out. And, and we really try to catch yeah. people before it ever gets to that point. Because once you lose your gallbladder, your health will never be quite the same. Oh, no doubt about that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very thankful that I still have mine in me. Yeah. You know, the good news is at least once we know somebody has lost their gallbladder, we can help them. We can bring back most of its yep. function, uh, which, again, makes me crazy Jeez. that doctors never tell anybody that. No, they didn't tell her at all. I had mentioned about um, having uh, taking probiotics afterwards to help restore the gut flora. Right. He told her to wait off for a little bit to make sure everything leveled out in there or whatever. What, what is that? Um, Hold on. Then she is taking Hold the on. biodol. Now. What does that mean? Hold on. I, I, I think mostly just they. I think mostly they just don't know. You know, they don't understand what it would even do. I think it was him erring on the side of caution, just worried about what it might do to her inside. I don't know. You're right. Because I kind of looked at her like a dog looked at the cell phone there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just a lack of understanding. About the only time we hold back on probiotics is if we believe we have a case of SIBO. There's no point adding a bunch more bacteria to a problem that's already caused by bacteria. But that's the only time. Right. Probiotics are so benign. Yeah. Like, my God, you could take a truckload yeah. of probiotics. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. I See, I can take the, the Terraflora, but if I take the Biodolph, I need to be near a restroom that, constantly. That, you know what? That's probably telling us something, though. 
you may need yep. a, you probably telling I need I need it a good round of Biodolph. Yeah, maybe you take a vacation or a couple days off and and you front load Biodolph <laughs> for a while and see what happens. I mean, that's probably an indication right. that Biodolph is trying to crowd out something else and we get a die off at that point and then we can get some pretty nasty side effects occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. That's about what happens. I, I try, what I stick to is basically the, um, the meat sticks, the sauerkraut, your Good. cabbage topper that I make myself. Don't you love I, that stuff? And, and a kombucha one, kombucha one today. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got one in my fridge that I've, I made a big enough batch of it. This one's probably going on almost four months old and I'm just getting to the bottom of it and it, need to start making some more. Isn't that awesome too? The way it just stays in your refrigerator forever and it's just as fresh yeah. as it was the it, first it's time. It's actually it. getting, it's actually getting better. It, I like it, the flavor of it better it, now than I do when it's fresh. Right. It, it does get a stronger and stronger taste over time. The whole the whole Absolutely. thing about fermentation, it's just incredible. You know, it's changed the way I cook. It's changed the way I eat. Now I start making all these fermented pastes for flavoring, pepper paste, garlic paste, ginger mm-hmm. paste, and you just stick it in your refrigerator. It lasts a year or more. I have stuff in there. I have flavor paste that I made over a year ago. Yep. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the paste yet, but I need to spend less time in my garage and more time in my kitchen if I'm going to start doing that because... Uh, nobody else is going to do it if I don't. <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind of how it goes. But uh, so it will. But I love working on my car. So excellent. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I get it. Anyway, thank you very much for all the help. We'll continue listening and continue purchasing in the store as much as we can. Thank you for your support. We really do appreciate it. Let's. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Lauren. Let's continue on with some calls. Let's go to Kansas. Bob, welcome to the program. I I think you answered my question too, but I I, I take the light balance and it says right there on the bottle, you know, magnesium and you guys were talking about it. And just every once in a while, like you were saying, if I fight like Saturday, I worked really hard in the yard and stuff. And Sunday morning, I got a huge cramp in my, you know, hamstring back of my leg. That's terrible. And I was just wondering, like, but you said take two types, three different types of magnesium. Maybe that will help solve it, I guess. Just hit it even harder, I guess. There's a couple ways you could approach this. You could just try to double up the light balance itself. And sometimes just doubling up light balance gets rid of the cramps. Usually if it's a cramping issue, I either recommend doubling up the light balance or add the Actimag. You but know you how could, you talk about the you taste also of things, experiment you know, with, it, the, it, it, with the other two, the, the mellow and the uh, MG Zyme from biotics, you, you try them all experiment with them. Like I said, every time I would experiment with a new magnesium supplement, something would improve. Okay. Uh, you know how you talk about the light, you know, the taste of things that we really need more of it. We like the taste of, well, I like the taste of, light balance and so you know like my kids will drink my water they're like oh that's so salty or that tastes so weird but me i i like i kind of i'll just chug a whole glass of water and it's because i like the taste 
You know, you know which supplement has really kind of become pretty powerful with me on that? It's, it's Cardio Miracle. Like my body craves Cardio Miracle now. I, it's like, and Lisa's the same way. Lisa usually just sometime during the day mixes us both up a big, um, I use a big uh, Yeti mug for it. And, you know, if she doesn't get to it at some point, then I start thinking, where's my cardio today? I mean, I really think about it. I believe there's a lot of stuff in cardio my body wants. You know what I like to drink? I take apple, just a little bit of apple cider vinegar, lim, lemon juice, and I put my light balance in there. Oh, there and you I go. make me up a big old cup of that, yeah. and I just drink That's that in I the do. evening. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I, and I, I, use a, I got a drink. little seltzer water, you know, that, you know, what do they call that? Where you add that soda, oh, like soda a little stream. soda machine where you put yeah, the soda stream. Soda stream. I put that in my water. Hey, I got a question. It's about my wife. You know, she gets hung up on this. She'll lose like 12 pounds. She's like, I'm going on your diet. I'm going to do it. And she'll lose like 12 pounds, and then it just stops. She cannot get past it. And then she loses hope or whatever. She loses interest. And then, you know, she's kind of off of it. She puts the weight back on, and then she's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then she'll do She's gone through this same cycle over and over. Is it? What in the world could we do to help her out and not, you know, and be very careful about does how she, I, not you guys, no, but I get me does, talking to her about it. Does she listen to the yeah. show? No. I believe that the reason we've been so successful and we've been able to reach so many people with this is the consistency and the repetition. I'm on the air every day. Very seldom do I have a show where I don't get somebody who call, even when it's not a health day. It's very common to have somebody call, oh my God, I tried this, it works so good, I feel so much better, this went away, that went away. I believe that when you hear that over and over and over and over and over, day after day after day, and you're a regular to the show because you like it, that changes things. I, I, I really believe that without that constant repetition, think about this. We have been told every day of our life, the entire time we've been on this planet, we've been told to eat incorrectly. Think about the repetition. How many times in your lifetime have you been exposed to the fact that vegetables are really healthy for us? Constantly, constantly, every single day, healthy whole grains. How many times has that been pounded into our head? Over and over and over and over and over. Oh, I know what I have. To, I got. I need to go look for something. Just reminded me of something that that right along those lines. Lauren, Bob, do you have anything else? Oh, I was gonna. You were talking about what's recommended. I was thinking about my my daughter is testing. You know, doing state testing, and they allowed them to bring snacks that was approved on a list. And not one thing was an animal product on that entire list. It was all processed, 100% processed crap. That, but they were approved snacks for children during state testing. You know, they could bring a snack in, and they called it heart healthy or brain health, you know, and stuff that would help them do that. It was all carbohydrates. It was all junk. I just thought that was interesting that when you're talking about that. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would also have your mom, I mean, your wife sign up for a um, discovery call because I do, I do see that happen quite a bit with women who see their men start this journey and they get so excited that they can also join in and then they start losing the weight and they stall. And it's just, women are just built a little differently. There's some little tweaks we can do to try it out, but she shouldn't just, you know, when she, you know, she shouldn't just like jump off the wagon when she has a stall is the thing. Cause then she's just kind of yo-yo dieting basically. Why do you think she stalls at a, like about 12 pounds? You know, I mean, it always seems like she will lose 12 pounds really well and then just stall. And I just, I'm just curious why it's that, that level or women, in that round 10 to 12 pounds. I believe it has something to do with hormones. I believe that women are more hormonally driven than men, although obviously we all are, but I think that in order to support hormones, you want to kind of cycle in and out of ketosis just a little bit enough to where you're supporting your hormones. And there are ways to do that, but it's just, I see it all the time that they, they just give up. So instead of cycling in and out, they just completely stop and then they're not going to reap any of the benefits. So I truly believe it has something to do with, with hormones. Okay. And you think with a discovery call, you could get her just past that little home? Yeah, that she... I can definitely point her in the right direction for sure. Absolutely. Would you have her do a neutral cue before the discovery call probably? Or yes. What do you yes, think? that's a prerequisite for the discovery call is that she has to okay. take a neutral cue beforehand. Of course, definitely. All right. Well, we'll definitely give that a shot and see how we, how we do. Yeah, for sure. great. All right. I appreciate it, guys. I'll get somebody else up in there. You're welcome. Um, all right. I have, I was reading a book this week, and it's just a novel, taking a break from a lot of research for a little bit. So I was just reading some novels. And I went back to an, an author that I used to read a long time ago. Like, I'm thinking I was probably reading this author in high school. And she's got a ton of new books out. Again, another author that I just didn't realize had been writing a lot, Patricia Cornwell. You ever read any of her books? It sounds familiar. What what are her popular ones? Body of Evidence. So she is the main character, Case Garpetta, in her all of her books. She's a medical examiner. Mm-hmm. So it's usually crime, you know, murder. But she's very involved and she does all the investigations and just a, a really good writer. But the book I'm reading right now, there was one paragraph in there. And I read that paragraph, and again, this is a novel, and I said that one paragraph sums up so well why we are so sick, and I can't find the damn paragraph right now. I'm looking through my Kindle notes, and I thought I emailed these to myself, and I can't find them. So I'm going to do this. I need to go grab my other Kindle, the one that I'm reading, because I know that note's got to be highlighted on there. So I'm going to bring in Fred, and you and Fred are going to talk while I go look for my other Kindle. Sounds good. All right. So, Fred, um, you guys talk, and I will be back as soon as I find that Kindle. you got to hear this paragraph. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm very curious to hear it now. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, Fred. So, Lauren, Lauren, it's our show now. <laughs> it's us. It's just you and me, Fred. <laughs> well, I was going to say about the magnesium, I was listening to 
to the interview, but I was in and out of the truck, so I didn't catch it all. I'll have to re-listen to it. But I, I use two caps of light balance in my coffee in the morning. And in my Cardio Miracle, the days I do the blanket, I put the, with the, um, the Actimag. It comes in that little scoop. I put about a quarter to a half a scoop in my Cardio Miracle, and I take that for the day on the days I do my blanket. And then what happened was I was, using a little bit every, I was using a little bit every day, and I started getting a little stomach issues. So I slowed down with that, just using it the days that I sweat and it works great. Cause that like Kevin was saying, when I have a, you know, a summertime day down here in Texas, I throw a little active egg in some water, a little light balance, little, maybe a, you know, apple cider vinegar or something. And I don't cramp at all after the active egg. Um, but on, on the mellow now that's just for sleep or is it, is it going to contribute to other things? Oh, no, it's not just for sleep. They, they also have certain products for sleep, but the Mellow is it's just a mixture of, of ingredients, but mainly magnesium. So you have the gluconate and the, like different forms of magnesium in there. Um, right. But you, you mix it into a water, and it kind of creates like a, like a drink. It does have some you know monk fruit and vanilla flavor and some carrot powder and things like that. But you can, t- you can drink that in the morning. Actually, one of the questions was, would you recommend, um, Kevin asked Car- Carlin if she would recommend taking it at a certain, at a specific time of the day. And where I typically recommend magnesium at night, just, you know, that's just my, that's just when right. I actually take it in the morning and at night, right before bed. Um, I was surprised to hear her say that she recommends taking it in the morning. It's just because we need magnesium for so many things in our body that why not take okay. it in the morning and start your day off with, you know, with plenty of it. So All right. 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 Okay. Here. I'm back. Stop yeah. talking about me now. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I said to Lauren, it's our show. So you have to, you have to wait till I call you. Okay, Kevin. Yeah, I know. I, I, I kind of heard that as I was, as walking away and I thought, I can't believe I'm leaving and there's no adult in the room. Not that there's an adult in the room when I'm here. <laughs> So listen to this paragraph. Listen to this paragraph. I was so blown away when I read this. Maybe it's not a big deal to anybody else, but um, quote, and remember, this is just a novel. We sat inside her small kitchen of linoleum and white formica and pine cabinets. It was impeccably clean with boxes of cereal neatly lined on top of the refrigerator and counters arranged with big glass jars filled with cookies, rice, and pasta. The dishwasher was running, and I could smell a cake baking in the oven. Wow. Doesn't that just sum up why we're all so sick? Right. (laughs) You know, what what really struck me, this, we have to be cynical about this. When you said that they can't, they can't make any money by prescribing uh, bile salts. It really is, really, that's how we view our medical system now. Because of all the, all the, all the back-end deals they get on, on statins and chemo and, and everything these doctors make from the drug companies, it really, really does point to that, Kevin. It does. It does. There's no doubt about it anymore. We can't hide it. We can't sugarcoat it. The medical system has been totally corrupted by the pharmaceutical companies. 
everything they do is profit driven. Everything, all the testing, all the drugs, all their recommendations, all their non-recommendations. It's all profit driven and the the entire system is broke. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Hey, you know what I've noticed and it just might be me. I don't know if you've even thought of this. So, what I'm doing I'm, I've been actually <clears throat> pretty religious on Cardio Miracle every day. One, one drink, one of the scoops, and I was telling Lauren, when I do the blanket, I do put like a half of the small scoop of the Actimag in my Cardio Miracle in the morning after I do the yeah. blanket because I sweat. Right. And because I was getting some cramping at night. And I, so I started using the, the Actimag a little too much. And I started getting a little stomach issue. I slowed down with that. Now I'm back on track with that. But I've noticed that my pulse ox, you know how we were talking about how our cells don't get the oxygen sometimes, and that's why we're 96 and 90, 99, 98% on the pulse ox? Yes. Remember us talking about that a while back? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I remember you mentioning it. Yeah. Well, I've noticed now since I've been taking the cardio miracle, I'm down in the 92s, the 90s, the, the 95 on the days mm. I'm doing a workout. You know, and I just actually did it while I was on hold and I was, I'm down to 94 right now. So maybe this cardio miracle is helping my cells oxygenate. You know, it's, it's I mean, it's supposed. Yeah, go ahead, Lauren. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's one of the you know, the prized ingredients is, is the nitric oxide, isn't it? Yes. So it, it, so it's I'm, supposed to dilate your, your, you know, your blood vessels to get more blood pumping through, which brings more oxygen through. So it makes complete sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, have you ever, have you been looking at that at all, Kevin? I mean, I, cause I know you, I turned off pulse ox on my watch because it eats up the battery so fast. Well, and I wasn't really yeah, learning. I have mine turned it. off. I just do it manually while oh, I'm in the blanket, okay. like my oh, second or third round what, of breathing. I, I see what you're doing. Is okay. when I is now when, I when I do it. I just I just do it manually in the, on the watch. Yeah, I haven't really tried. Maybe I will play around with that. Yeah, I'm just curious if if you know. I'm hoping that that's what's happening. I mean, I feel good about it. You know, my numbers have been kind of all over the board. I started reposting some some stuff. Uh, I think um, it's mostly, it might be what you were talking about with the stress wearing out my, my magnesium. That might be something too, because I've been messing around with the mushrooms, you know, the adaptogens, and um, I've been eating fairly good. Uh, uh, my wife is actually up in New York. Her mom fell down the stairs and she got pretty banged up. She's, she's going to be okay, but so... I told her to take a month and go up there and help her. So since she's been gone, <laughs> my weekend date, which is bad food, has been out of my diet, So, <laughs> which is a good thing. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, not, not that that's, you know, but the, still, um, yeah, I got to uh, I got to find out. I'm going to try to I'm going to probably order the mellow from you guys and, and see if that helps with this. Yeah, let us know. Keep yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been doing so much, um, you know, different things that I don't know if I'm overdoing it or just things are starting to try to equalize out. Yeah, I'm not really sure, you know, how it 
I mean, Kevin, you always buy out hack, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I'm sorry I was reading something here, but I just read something that I didn't think of. I, I was about ready to go through a list of all the forms of magnesium. And one of the ones we never really hear about, but it's in mellow, is magnesium lactate. Is that the way it's? Yes. Yeah, I think that's the way they show up, magnesium lactate. And so I was reading that it's a combination of magnesium and lactic acid. When we ferment, are we creating more of that? Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, because that's what's happening. That's this is lactic acid fermentation. So if there's if there's magnesium in the food we're fermenting and we introduce lactic acid, are we making magnesium lactate? I wonder. I mean, if put a shot of light balance in your ferment, would that help? I don't I have no idea. It's salty, which is what we need. I don't know. It's just interesting. Here's, and I think there's actually a couple missing off of this, but here's just a list. Magnesium citrate, magnesium glycinate, magnesium chloride, magnesium lactate, magnesium malate, magnesium taurate, magnesium sulfate, and magnesium oxide. Is it any wonder if we're deficient, we might have to take two or three different products? Well, I know that magnesium, so uh, the first one, citrate, citrate. I think that's one that, yeah, that, that helps you go, uh, bowels, it, uh, move your bowels. Yeah. Right. I so. see that, see that in the, in the, in the, the, the health section of the grocery stores, you right. know, and as little, and, they sell them in little bottles to, to drink. You know, and, and we don't always understand a lot of this. Do we know why, do you know why this form of magnesium helps with constipation? really very similar to why we take it for our heart, why we take it for muscle cramping. Our intestines work partially by squeezing, flexing and relaxing. The muscles in our our intestinal tract squeeze and relax, and that's what moves food through. So magnesium is really key for muscle function, contraction, and relaxation of the muscle. There you go. There you go. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to keep posting my my results, see if anyone has any ideas that they've, that's helped them, you know, I've been doing, uh, my back is better, thank God. So I've been, I've been working out again. Good. You know, so that, yeah, it took about a week really to get that, that, uh, uh, that muscle to, uh, bounce back. Not quite, not quite a hundred percent, but it's definitely 99. Here's the difference I see. You had a week of some pain and discomfort. You're kind of working through it. Some extra supplements. It's getting better. Go back to your prior life. What would an injury like this would have meant? Probably months at chiropractors, oh. you know, all kinds of right. you know, I, pain medications. Yeah, I was talking to a friend just the other day over the weekend. And I, I said, it's really rem- remarkable how fast my body heals from cuts or whatever. Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, like if you, if I cut myself, like I always do, when I'm underneath the truck greasing and I bang my head and there's no cushion up there Constantly, anymore. Right. I'll, I'll, 
I'll get I'll get I'll get a little little nick and ding, and I'll get some you know some blood out of it. I mean, a day not even a day later, it's already scabbed up. Two or three days later, it's gone. That no scar. It's gone. I couldn't feel where. No, no. no I mean, it's just just gone. It really no. Yeah, and and again, like you said, the muscle pains. You know, every once in a while, you're sitting in this truck all day long. You're bouncing around. You get a little stiff stiffness. The next morning, I feel like a brand new person again. It's just. It's I, remarkable how well the body functions when you're eating right and, and, and all the systems are working kind of right. And what have they told us all our life? And if we look around, we see evidence that seems to prove it. As you get older, you won't heal as fast. And if we look around, that's right. true. Why, why do all the old people have cuts all over that never seem to heal? These wounds that never seem to go away the pain that they're constantly taking something for. So we're told as you get older, that's just going to get worse. Then we look around and there's tons of evidence and it's false. It's not true at all. I heal faster now from cuts and injuries than I did 30 years ago. Yep. Yep. You know, I look around, I'm 55 in June this year. My wife is a couple of years older than me and none of us are on medication because she's been somewhat listening to me. Isn't it somewhat awesome? listening to me, not even really listening to me, you know, but all her numbers are great. You know, I have, you know, I have the blood pressure cup, the Omicron at home. I don't need, I didn't want to get the, the Garmin cause I don't have a blood pressure issue. Correct. I never right. really did even when I was at my heaviest. So the Omicron works good. I use it every once in a while. And, and, but I have, you know, the keto mojo I bought way back when that that's still functional. So, I mean, I do check these numbers every once in a while, see how I'm doing. Yeah. Just to yeah. make sure that I'm not, you know, when I do go off the rails, I don't go completely off the rails. And it's it's really amazing how, you know, I mean, I, the last, I've been using the Keto Mojo for the last week, and I've been at, when I wake up, I'm down in my low 90s, and my ketones are 0.3 to 0.5 to 0.2, you know, nice. yeah. anywhere in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, I mean, when you, when you're eating right and your body starts utilizing every system, well, I mean, you know, the hard thing to describe for people, you know, I have an analogy here. I I had a, I had a business partner for a while. Um, when I first decided I needed to help people with financial planning and I went back to school, I didn't want to wait three years until I got finished. So I went and partnered with financial planner. And he had a full-time job in the insurance world. And then he did a lot of my financial planning while I was getting certified and licensed. He sold this crazy insurance policy. I never even knew this existed. And this has nothing to do with the story, but I find it interesting. So I'm going to tell it. So he sold a very, very specialized life insurance policy to really, really rich people, rich enough that they were going to get hammered by the estate tax. And for people who don't realize the estate tax is 50%. If any part of your estate is taxable by the federal government, they tax it at 50%. That is criminal. There is no way the government should get half of anybody's wealth. That is so wrong. So you write enough rules and people will find ways around them. So here's how the really, really rich people get around this. 
late in life, right. when, when death is fairly imminent, they buy one of these giant insurance policies. So let's say their, their estate is worth $10 million. And let's say the current exemption right. is $2 million. I think that's about right. That means the $8 million above the exemption, the government gets $4 million of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's so wrong. It gets worse, too, because if it's a farm, a family farm, many times they have to sell the farm to be able to pay the tax because the tax is so high and the I know. farm doesn't I, have enough money. So they actually have to sell it. I had it this conversation. Be, yeah. Yeah. It makes I had the same insane. conversation with a couple in Oklahoma about their, their, their parents' farm up in, I, in Iowa. Yeah. And it, they, had, they had to defer taxes, but this year is going to be brutal on them. Yeah. It, it's criminal that that happens. So the other way around it is this, these insurance policies, but you have to have a lot of money and farmers don't, they have, yeah. they have equity, right. but they don't have cash. Well, the people that have cash, right. what they do is they go buy a $10 million life insurance policy. And obviously that would be outrageously expensive and it is, but if it's less than $4 million, it's still a bargain because now all of the estate got converted, all $10 million got converted into life insurance and life insurance is not taxable right. no matter what. So this is how really, really rich people get around. Now, why am I talking about that? I almost forgot because I got so wrapped up in that part of the story. That had nothing to do with anything. So... Because he sold these crazy high dollar policies, his bonus most year, not his salary, his bonus most year was somewhere between seventy five and one hundred thousand dollars. He was really good at what he did. So he would get this big bonus in December and he'd go buy some big ticket item or several of them. One year he paid ten thousand dollars for a TV. Wow. Because it was one of the very, very first flat screen, high resolution TVs. Before we ever knew what flat screens were or high resolution or 4K right. or this was one of the first and it was outrageously expensive and he bought it. The thing was they had a really hard time selling these TVs in the beginning, not so much because of the price, but if you were to advertise one of these TVs on TV, how do you show how good the picture is? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> right? You can't, yeah. you can't show somebody how good this picture is on TV because the TV isn't capable of showing you that quality of a picture. And that was a real problem in the beginning. I, I'm bringing this back to that is funny. You can't tell people how they're going to feel when they eat this way because they've never experienced it. That is true. You have that no frame of reference to be able to describe to somebody how it feels when you eat and live this way. You can't say, well, it yeah. feels like yeah. when you did this, we've never done this. You know, you're right. I mean, my father-in-law has no pains anymore either because he's been eating mostly carnivore. And, you know, he lost about 20 pounds and, and he wasn't a big guy, but he had that 
beer belly and right. some extra weight around his body. And he, he dropped, he's down back to his, you know, 170 or something like that, that he, he always was. And, and he's feeling great. He can bend over and tie his golf shoes and, <laughs> you know, he's doing, he's doing well, you know what I mean? You know, uh, but hey, you know, and then of, that was the same when he, speaking of being able to bend over and tie your shoes, I have another challenge for people. This might seem goofy, but I think this is a really good idea. I think people should set a goal to be able to put their socks on standing up. That's a good one. <laughs> Isn't it? Think about that. that it sounds so simple, but one, and especially as we get older, one of the risks we have is falling, losing our balance and falling. You break a bone. If you are unhealthy and a senior, that's a death sentence. It's one of the ways most of our seniors end yeah. up dying. They fall and break a bone. One, their bones are too brittle. Two, yeah. their well, balance was, isn't any good. Three, yeah. they're overweight and uncoordinated. Yep. So think about it. Yep. If you are capable of standing up and putting on your socks, standing up, it requires, and I don't mean bending down with your feet on the floor. I mean, the way you put your socks on standing up is you balance on one foot, lift your leg up far enough and put your sock on. It's not that yeah. difficult, yeah. but you'd, I bet, there are a surprising number of adults that can't do it. Oh, for sure. I might be one of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's not as easy as some people might think. It's kind of challenging, but it, it's one of those things that I do. I, I make sure I put myself you know. on standing up. All right, show off. Yeah. Make it easy now. <laughs> hey, I, I can ride a unicycle, so... I think I got the balance thing figured out. Wow. <laughs> I've never tried. So, <laughs> you know, I it's like skydiving. I, I don't want to go in a brand new plane and, and, and jump out of it unless yeah, I have the, to. <laughs> the, the funny thing was the unicycle thing came about. I was raising three boys and they were really competitive. So I was always looking for things to do with them or, you know, new gifts or something. So one year at Christmas, I thought, I'm going to buy them unicycles. And then I thought, well, if I'm buying them a unicycle, I might as well get one and do it with them. I was the only one that learned how. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I was the only one. They, they tried for a while and then they gave up. It, it can be pretty frustrating. It's hard to learn. But I stuck with it and I learned how and it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, just real, real quick. Lauren's probably too young for this, but you remember when the Betamax came out, right? Oh, yeah. Before VHS? Yeah. They were about $1,500 to begin with. Yes. Yeah. You know, all that stuff, you know, technology, you know, as they, as they go along, they make it cheaper and more efficient and better for us. Yeah. And now instead of a $1,500 machine and needing to go down to a special store to rent some tapes for 24 hours, now you just pull a little device out of your pocket and you can watch anything you want. I know. Wow. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Lauren, the Betamax was the first kind of device to watch a movie on your TV that wasn't like a rental. They didn't have rentals or streaming services or anything back then. Yeah. And, okay. You know. Yeah, and then the VHS came out, which was a better format, so it just took off better. There was another one in there that, yeah. that nobody really knew about, and I remember there was a time when you would go to the video store and rent the VHS player. And the movie. Yes. Because they yes. were so expensive. Like you said, nobody was going to spend $1,500 on a machine. You would just rent it. There was also one called the video disc. 
It almost looked like yes, a, I remember that the like smaller a, disc, like a vinyl album, but it was slightly smaller than an album. Not it was bigger than today's CDs, but not as big mm-hmm. as a long play album. And it was a video disc. There was a machine you stuck it in, and you could watch movies or music videos or whatever. That one didn't make it either. Remember, remember, you got charged. If you didn't rewind the tape before you brought them back to Blockbuster, <laughs> be kind, that's, rewind. That's right. Oh my God. All that stuff's just gone now. How funny. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'd like to call in tomorrow and, and talk about the political landscape if you're up for it. Yeah, let's do it. It's obviously yesterday. There's a few things I wanted to remind people about, yeah. about our ex-president. Yeah. You know, but there's a few things I wanted to remind people about our ex-president that I think we forget because of all the toxicity that revolves around him. You know, so just something, you know, yeah, and, and let's do that. I'm not. You know, uh, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So it was a pleasure talking to you, Lauren. Thank you for taking you the call. You as well. Kevin. All right. And you guys have a good day. I'm going to try that mellow out. Definitely. There you go. All right. All right. Come- couple other things in the store. So we are out of calls. We'll hang out here. I have two topics I want to talk about still and a couple announcements in the store. Um, Lisa and the team have been doing such a, an amazing job of bringing in new products. Hard to keep up with them all. One we've been talking about a little bit, the new nut butters from Burroughs Family Farms, the only regenerative almond farm in the world. And these nut butters are incredible. The, the maple cinnamon is, I can't even tell you. And then somebody got the brilliant idea of putting it on monkey brittle. That should be outlawed. I am telling you that combination should be outlawed. It's so damn good. But we do have a special. So if you buy, I don't even remember how it works. If you buy monkey brittle and nut butter, you're going to get some kind of a deal. So go to the website and figure out what it is. It's a good deal. Um, Check it out. Um, Monkey brittle and the maple cinnamon nut butter. Lauren, have you experienced this yet? No, not that flavor. You need to, when maybe not even wait till we're done. You should probably just go online while I'm talking and order some. (laughs) But I will warn you. This is very, very hard to stop eating. It really is. It, oh. It's, yeah, I can't even describe it. It's so damn good. But you do have to be careful with it. It's dangerous. And something else I'm pretty excited about. And and when I first saw these products, and I, I liked them, and I I don't know if this is going to go well in the store. Um, you know, we've convinced truck drivers to meditate. We've convinced them to ferment vegetables and pressure can their own meat. I'm not sure on this product though, but I love these things. They're pretty simple. They are just little individual packeted towelettes, but they're all essential oils. And they're for like cleaning or just even, you can use them on your body. They are all, you know, like medical grade um essential oils so we can use them on our body. Several different, we have like lavender and uh, I believe there's a lemon balm. Um, I'll actually grab like the lemon and you know, you just, you've been working in the truck all day and you're feeling a little gritty and grimy. I'll just, I'll like wipe my head and my face and my neck with them. 
the smell is intoxicating. They're so real, you know, high quality essential oils, but some of them like citrus, the lemon, the peppermint, they're also really, really good for cleaning things. Just like wiping down stuff in the truck, like wipe down the dash and the steering wheel. And, you know, I do it in, in the vehicle and I keep some out in the um, shed when I'm in the garden. Like I said, it's just simple. They're little, you know, towelettes, but they're pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. You got it. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, you got to try these. They're called Urban Essentials. Urban is the play on words, H-E-R-B-A-N, urban, like herb, urban essentials. Um, I believe, oh yeah, and Lisa just reminded me, they're kind of big. I said small towelettes, but they're not. They actually uh, unfold into something, you know, pretty good size. So you can use them for a lot of different things. I think, and Lisa's listening and sending me messages, we're going to send these out as free samples. Is that right? I'm waiting for an answer. I'm pretty sure that's how we're doing it, uh, but I'll find out for sure. Yeah, using them just to clean your hands. I mean, if nothing else, the the orange, anything, or the lemon, anything with citrus in it really cleans well. So like hand cleaner, that kind of stuff. I really like those. Um, what else? Oh, I said I had two topics. Let me go find them. Have you heard of the drug... Manjaro. No. You're going to. Manjaro. 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 And this comes from, um, see, who is producing Manjaro? Eli Lilly. So it is, um, let me see if I can find this here. It is like, you know, we've been talking about um, Wagovi and Ozempic. Mm-hmm, yeah. Those are the two diabetic drugs that have both been now approved to be prescribed for weight loss, which I think is horrendous uh, and something people should know. Doctors are allowed to prescribe any drug they want for any condition they want. There's no rules or regulations against that. If they wanted to prescribe you fentanyl for a toothache, they can. They shouldn't, but they can. What drug companies are not allowed to do, they're not allowed to advertise a drug for anything other than what it was tested and approved for. When doctors prescribe it, it's called off-label prescribing. They're prescribing it for something other than what the label says it's for. Doctors are allowed. They're not allowed to advertise it, except they do. I can show you commercials on TV that are advertising drugs for things they weren't approved for. And you'll say, but wait a minute, it's illegal. How do they do it? They just pay the fines. They know what the fines are. They get caught. They just pay the fine. They make so much money by pushing these drugs for other things. It's just the cost of doing business. So, these drugs were originally not approved for weight loss, but doctors were prescribing them so much that now they've been approved for weight loss. Well, this new drug, Manjaro, is like Wagovi on steroids. It's a much more powerful version of this, and it is slightly different. It's the only drug that actually works the way it does, 
but it's similar to those others. It has just been approved for type 2 diabetes last year, and it looks like they're already going to approve it for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what What I find interesting? You know what the the most reported side effects of these drugs are? What's that? Nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, constipation, stomach pain, and indigestion. No wonder why people lose weight. (laughs) Right? Think about it. This drug may not be doing much of anything to really help people lose weight other than keeping them so sick they eat less. Wow. I'm sure that's part of what's going on here. But yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. They're falling for it, though. They are. And honestly, I know people are crazy over the moon how excited that they lose 10 or 15% of their body weight. But if you look at the people we deal with, we regularly deal with people at 300 pounds, right? That's not unusual for us at all. Yeah. So they lost 45 pounds. They're still obese. So, and that's all that this doesn't seem to keep working. You lose that 10 or 15% of body weight and then that's it. You don't lose more. Why not? Why does the weight loss stop? When we do weight loss the way we do it, it doesn't stop until you get to your normal body weight. So it stops? They like plateau at some point? Yeah. Yeah. And they tell people expect 10 to 15%. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, people are so excited about that. I'm like, 40 pounds, that's chump change. Yeah. That's nothing. I agree. We lose 40 pounds in six weeks. Interesting. And then if you go off of it, all the weight comes roaring back. Some people say more comes back. <laughs> people... People stop and think about this. Do they even read a little bit? Everything I just told you about these drugs, I learned from the mainstream media. I didn't learn a lot of this by doing some deep research into this. Everything I've talked about has been reported several times in the mainstream media. They, they, every article I read tells you how much you're going to lose. The fact that if you stop taking it, you'll gain the weight back. I've, I've seen this reported over and over and over. Why are people so excited about this? It's awful. Yeah, it's definitely not, it's not worth it, basically. No, it's become so prevalent that now when people see celebrities that have lost weight, they immediately say, oh, they're taking Ozempic. Yeah. That's the go-to now in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, let's think about it. You know, it's kind of funny. I told the story when I was at that last medical conference of Dr. Wolfson and we're standing around with a bunch of cardiologists and they're all talking about treating celebrities. And they were all so excited about treating celebrities. And Dr. Wolfson was like, screw that. I tried that road. A couple of them approached me, wanted to work with me. They want your cell phone number. They want your life and they think they're entitled to it. He said, and so somebody said, so who's your model client. He said, a 60-year-old truck driver. 
which I thought was incredible. <laughs> but let's think about it. We've all we've talked about the challenges of truck drivers eating this way. There are a lot of them. We don't let people use it as an excuse, and we've shown people how to get around all that. But you have to work at it. You got to go pressure can stuff, and there's a lot of work to eating healthy on the road. You can do it. You should. It's worth every minute of it. But it's a challenge. There's no doubt. And then we know all the other parts of the the lifestyle are challenging. Look at the results we get with the some of the worst cases, and and. These celebrities, come on, who has more opportunity to really live healthy? And I'm not begrudging them for the amount of money they make. They, they earned it. People like what they do and people pay them lots and lots of money. I don't begrudge them that. But what I'll say is with all that money and total control over your own schedule, why are you taking toxic drugs to lose weight? You can afford the best food in the world. You can afford a personal chef to make you a snack if you want. You have every advantage when it comes to being healthy, and yet you're defaulting to these toxic drugs and people follow you and now they're doing it. So not only are you destroying your own health, you should have a little bit of sense that people actually listen to what you say and take advice from you. Don't they feel a little responsible for that? You would hope so. But I guess they don't feel like they're doing anything wrong. If I think about it, they, they probably think it's a good thing that they're, that they're recommending this to people. Obviously, they think it's a good thing they're doing it. Yeah. They do. They don't see anything wrong with it. No. It's their magic, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. So sad. All right. Well, the call started. Let me make sure, what was the other topic I wanted to get to? Let me see if I can find it. Um, There was that one. Maybe there was just one topic. I can't see the other one. So we'll go back to the calls. We're going to go to South Carolina. Terrence, welcome to the program. What's up, Kevin? What's up, Lauren? One thing about that drug, real quick, they were talking about, more than just, you know, them trailing nausea they are getting up to go to the bathroom so there is a little bit of exercise oh there you go movement there you go that's right (laughs) yeah good point uh and as far as far as that goes too i actually i'm not going to say the the guy's name he's used on one of the commercials and i actually had hung out with him and i've seen him when he was heavy and he he didn't look you know he's overweight but now i look at him on a on on a commercial you see him in the tv or an ad he looks sick yeah. He looks like he's sick, not right. not yeah. healthy because he lost weight. He looks frail and like depleted. Yeah. And I, I, it's a shame. Like I said, you know, I get it. You know, the, the, he got hooked on something and it worked, but that's my opinion. No, I, I agree. And I've now talked, as far as hold on a second, I want to comment on that. I've talked about, you know, you go to these medical conferences, paleo based, you know, carnivore, keto. You look around at a lot of really, really healthy looking human beings. They look healthy. You notice it. And the exact opposite when I start seeing people that lose weight with these other, especially with drugs, they don't look healthy. There's something else I've identified. I've been pretty hard on the product balance of nature. I think it's garbage. Um, I know they sell a ton of this stuff, but watch their commercials. And if you want to see a balance of nature commercial, you're going to have to watch Fox News. 
because they advertise constantly on Fox <laughs> News. But look at the people in the commercials. Nobody looks healthy. I don't even know what balance no, is. So it's, oh, you must not watch Fox News then because you would be bombarded with this <laughs> commercial. My God. So basically, it's two, two bottles, a green bottle and a red bottle. The red bottle are fruits. Oh, the green bottle are yeah. veggies, and they're basically freeze-dried. So they claim you're getting, you know, 87 servings of vegetables, which is a problem. Like That's not a good thing. They, all their commercials, somebody during the commercial will always say, I could never eat this much produce. Well, maybe that's a clue. <laughs> And no one can. And they, they make the statement in every commercial. We use the highest quality fruits and vegetables. Bullshit. They're not even organic. Come on. Seriously, they're not organic. If you're going to take a fruit and vegetable and you're going to freeze dry it and concentrate it and tell me I'm getting 37 servings, it better be organic. I'm getting 37 servings of pesticides. Exactly. Really? Those commercials are funny, though, because my fiance, she's a, she's an ER nurse. And, you know, when that come on, well, you know, like the, the nauseous, well, this, we just sit there and laugh because Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy used to do a, 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 a spoof on that. He would go, because he'd say all those things you said, and he'd go, squeaky floors, parvo. You know, he <laughs> went on and added every, everything and anything to, 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 the, to the list, you know? Yeah. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just so funny. Yeah, it but, is. Uh, Here's the now other my thing. Reason why that, I, I'm going to interrupt you again. Here's the other thing that makes me crazy okay, about the fine. balance of nature commercials. There will be some woman on there who looks like she might be all of 32 years old. And she will say, oh, in the past, I was so sick. I couldn't even go outside and play with my children. I was restricted to bed. I was so sick. Never tell us what. And then, but then I started taking balance of nature and now I play with my kids every day. Bullshit. Come on. First off, why were you so <laughs> sick at your age that you couldn't get out of bed? Come on. Really? What the hell was wrong with you? If you were really that sick, I promise you this product did not help. Promise. It, it, so the whole thing just makes me a little crazy. Yeah. Now, the reason why I called, I had to call in, because when you were talking about putting your sock on with one foot. Now, me with my club feet, years before I started all this, I would have to lean on something to put my underwear on. I'm not being funny. I'm not saying that yeah, to no, it. Right. Yeah. I would have to lean on something to get my one leg in and pull a leg up a little bit and put it on the other. So now that I've been doing this for a while, now I've gotten to where I can do put my underwear on, lift one go. leg up, and put the other leg in. So, but I don't know about, I'll try, I think I need to lose a little more weight and get to a little more, I've been off to try the sock thing, but well, it was know, just funny to hear the, that what you said with the sock. The reason I bring it up is because it's something we do every day, and it's not. It, it's actually a pretty good indicator of are you maintaining reasonable health as you get older? Can you at least put your socks on standing up? It's not a bad indicator. <laughs> Yep, and now they're coming out with those sketches slip-on so you don't got to bend down and do your shoes. <laughs> yeah, they, they, don't, they don't have slip-on socks, though. Not yet. 
I'll let someone else get in there. I do have a really good solution for the underwear thing. Okay. Just go come in. All right, let me hear it. Yeah, well, it's kind of hard in the truck and the bouncing and all that. And yeah, well. It, I mean, it, get, it could get a little irritating <laughs> at certain points. <laughs> there you go. All right. We're going to have we're gonna have sock putting on contests at our next event. Um, let's go to Portland. Dillball, welcome to the program. Hello? Yes. What's on your mind today? Yes, Kevin and Lauren. How are you doing? Good. Great. Good. What can we help you with? Okay. I have a five-year-old uh, grandson. He has a very minor autism. Like, uh, and he's getting uh, speech therapy in the school. Okay. He talk mm-hmm. a lot, but we can we can uh, understand fifty uh, percent of it. And I was wondering, like, I can I give him that uh, El Rudrai yogurt? Of course. Absolutely. He loved he loved yogurt. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, make it with, you know, good oh, okay. fatty milk like half and half. Maybe even half and half with some extra yeah, cream. That's what I do. Yeah, the fats will uh-huh. be really, really good for his brain. So Okay. Yeah, good good fats. Have you ever watched the um the documentary The Magic Pill? Uh no. You should watch it. The Magic okay. Pill. I believe it's on okay. Netflix. If I remember right, you can watch it okay. on Netflix. Yep. You might be able to find it online somewhere. It was free for a while. Sometimes you have to pay for it. Lauren, have you watched that one? No, I have it written down on a sticky note, but I didn't know where to find it. I think I'll it, check Netflix. Yeah, try Netflix. Um I think you can watch it on there. Uh, it, it's really, and it's not, I mean, it's mostly about a paleo-based diet. They do do go into some lower-carb keto options, but they there, there are several people that they're showing throughout the documentary, and there are some children in there with some of those same conditions and how well they respond to this kind of a diet. Okay. Yeah, it's not uh, on what? Netflix. How do I find that? Um, now I okay. see another one. Let me check this. I see a link here. Oh yeah, you can rent it for three ninety nine on Amazon Prime. Great. Okay, that's where I'll find it. Okay. Yeah, or if you have Amazon Prime, I do. Am I logged in? I am logged in. So it looks like you have to pay even if you have Amazon Prime, but it's only three ninety nine to rent it. Um, yeah. Okay. Really, really good documentary, and, uh, though. All right. What about cardio medical? Um, how old? He's a five-year-old. Yeah. yeah. I would do, for a five-year-old, I would do a half a scoop a day. I would do it. There are a lot of nutrients oh. in there. Now, let me let me back up a second. Um, if the child continues to eat the standard American diet, you may not see much of anything from these. It can't hurt to try. There's no downside to trying. There's no danger in trying. We just, you know, kind of match the dose to the weight. So, you know, for an adult, two full scoops is a daily serving. I only take one. 
that's all I ever usually get around to. There are times where I'll do two, but two is the, the correct serving for an adult. So a half of a scoop would be fine for a five-year-old. Um, you may or may not see results from supplements if he's still eating a poor diet. If he's eating a good diet, you're going to see incredible results from the diet itself. Then the supplements will also all work better as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Does he, does the meat? Oh yeah. He he loved to eat everything. Good. Eat everything. Then focus primarily. He's a good eater. Anytime you have some input or some influence here, animal products. We want that child eating meat and eggs, good quality dairy. That should be the base of his diet. And I, I am not convinced that we can't reverse autism. I think we can. I think we can. I think um, Jenny McCarthy was a big kind of um, speaker about, you know, the whole thing about her son has autism and now he's there's like no sign of it from from what I understand. Correct. So I, I believe that she was, the, yeah, and and it has a lot to do. And I think I want to say that Natasha Campbell McBride, who wrote and made the Gaps Diet, I want to say that she created it for one of her children who who was like oh, on the have, spectrum. Could have been. Not, yeah, could have been. Yeah, and and so I'm pretty sure that she was able to correct it via the GAPS diet. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty certain. I know that a lot of children are affected by toxins like food colorings and, and weeds oh, and things a, like that. And one, Yeah. There's a big controversy that? about that right now because of the time of year, um, the popular candy peeps, um, comes out this year and people uh, uh, eat a lot of them, they still contain that horrible, toxic red dye. Yep, they would. Yeah. <laughs> Not, no surprise there. Yep. Okay. And it, it, Lauren, you are correct. It seems like a lot of the children that are affected negatively, autism and some of the other things, that a lot of it does come back to these food colorings and preservatives. Yeah, definitely. Just adding to the toxin load. That, and, and that's what it's all about. And I used to be very, very careful about saying anything about this topic or talking much about it. But um, I now also believe much more strongly about a link between the rising rates of autism and all the vaccinations. Yes, I know. I, I know there is a link. <laughs> In fact, I just don't doubt it anymore. I am becoming a full-blown anti-vaxxer. Yep. I don't blame you. Yep. If I had a child today, they'd be homeschooled and they may not have any vaccinations, really. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of kids that are not vaccinated, so if you are not. If I could go back... My wish would be to have a natural vaginal birth, to be breastfed, Mm -hmm. to be fed a paleo-based diet my whole life and to have no vaccinations. I I wish I could go back and start life like that again. I wonder if anyone is like, if that even exists anymore, (laughs) if it's even possible. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I know of some people, some parents who have done it. 
They homeschool their children, oh, no vaccinations. They did a home birth. They're, they're trying to really put an end to home births. They don't like that policy at all. That's horrible. Yeah, it is. Everyone has a decision. Yep. Yep. No, too dangerous. We have to protect you from yourself. It's too dangerous to have babies at home. You never know. You're just trying to have a baby at home and they might fall into a vat of raw milk. And we know how dangerous that is, too. <laughs> I know. All right. My Two of my sisters are pregnant. so Or one of them just had a baby last week and the other one's pregnant. So I've there been you go. doing a lot. Of- <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're deep into that topic. Dilbaugh, anything else today? Like, uh, we can't do any uh, new with him. Can we make a discovery call with Lauren? Like my son can explain absolutely. better yeah, what, absolutely. what stage he is in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how, how do I contact uh, Lauren? Well, you would set up the NutriCube, I mean, the discovery call online okay. at letstruck.com under work with us. So you click on that. It'll take you there and you sign in, sign in and... Just make sure that you make a note that it is for, you know, who it's for, so I can re- remember that. And, yeah, he doesn't have to take a NutriQ, obviously. Um, it's more just education on, you know, things to avoid and, and things to really increase in the diet. Correct? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. you very much. Absolutely. My pleasure. You as well. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to... Illinois. Brian, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Lauren. What's on your mind today? Can you hear me? Yes. Well, before I get started on what I originally called for, what exactly is leaky gut and what are the symptoms? Oh, good question. Really good question. Um, Lauren, I know you'll be talking about this more later. I'll, I'll jump in here and you can add if you want. I, I wish Perfect. we would have, the term leaky gut is a very accurate, descriptive term. It tells us what's happening, but I wish we would have come up with a different name. I think a lot of people, when they hear the term leaky gut, they think of diarrhea. Lauren, do you get that impression sometimes? Yeah, I think they do. They don't really know what they, what to think. They just think right. <laughs> they they've heard the term. They're not really sure what it means. And then you asked about symptoms. Here's the thing: leaky gut has no digestive symptoms. You won't know because of the way you feel that you have leaky gut. It's not pain. It's not diarrhea. It's not constipation. It doesn't. It doesn't really affect our digestion in a way that we understand it or feel it or know it. So are we clear on that so far? You're, there are no symptoms yep. like yep. you're thinking. There are symptoms. Okay. There are clues. Here's the biggest clue. Somebody has leaky gut. The biggest clue that somebody has leaky gut is that they have an autoimmune disease. Yep. And, and that, that has a lot of anything from arthritis, so, all the correct. way to Iroid. general aches. Yep, exactly. So 
here's what's happening and it's why we call it leaky gut. Like I say, it's a very descriptive term. Your intestinal tract, let's think about it. It starts at your lips and it ends at your anus. It's a long tube, one long tube all the way through your body. And it's designed to pull nutrients out of our food and then eliminate the waste, the stuff we can't use, the things we don't want in our body. Lots of things end up in our digestive tract that we don't want in our bloodstream. Technically, I know this is weird to think about, but our digestive when there is something in our digestive tract, technically we consider it outside of our body. Do you understand what yeah. I mean? Our digestive tract is a yeah. separate yeah. tube that runs through the body. Much of what we eat should never be introduced into the rest of the body. When we have leaky gut, that barrier has been compromised and now food particles and other things actually leak out of our digestive tract into our bloodstream. That's where the leaking is happening. It's leaking out of our digestive system into our bloodstream. So that can happen anywhere in the digestive tract then? Yes, it can. For the most part, it tends to happen a lot in the, the small intestine, but it can happen anywhere. Okay. So there aren't any real digestive symptoms. The the best symptom is that you've got some sort of, like I said, autoimmune. Because here's what happens. Proteins, undigested food, those things get into our bloodstream and our body can't use them. They are invaders. So every time this happens, and it's happening to some people every day, our digestive system is such a mess because of the standard American diet and over-the-counter medications and pharmaceutical medications and chemicals in our environment, all of those things destroy that barrier. Now, these non-food items get into the bloodstream and they are invaders. And it's happening every day. So our immune system is constantly being ramped up to fight these things. So our immune system becomes overactive and unbalanced. And many of these proteins are so similar to the cells in our organs that we teach our immune system to attack these things that are leaking out of our digestive system. And then, oh, well, that one looks very similar to our thyroid. So our immune system starts attacking our thyroid. Does that all make sense? Got it. Yep. Yep. Perfectly. Here you went it like that before. Yeah. It's it's one of those Um, things we should probably go over more often because I do think it helps people understand. Yeah. About a year ago, I started changing my diet and I lost 30 pounds in three months, just real easy. And that was before I was even anywhere close to being eating clean. And I hit a plateau and stayed there. I did a NutriQ and sent it in, just never got around to calling in to schedule a, a discovery call. And then uh, uh, 
late last year, I got a uh, kidney stones and infected bladder and had to have the kidney stones removed and had a whole bunch of antibiotics to get rid of the infection. And I thought I was making pretty good progress right up until then, and it just went haywire after that. I sent out, I sent it in for a Nutri-Pew, and right after I did that, my email server went down. wasn't aware of it for several days. So I sent in for another Nutri-Pew, and still haven't heard back from it in about a week and a half. Lauren? Are, yeah. are we behind on the, on the Nutri-Pews? Just fall through the cracks, or what might be going on here? I don't know. Let me have, let me pull it up. First of all, let me get everything from Angie. Hold on. Okay. Give me just a second here to look it up. We have the team in the background looking it up too. Yeah, so I have a Nutri-Q from October is the last one I have. The only one I have. Right, I, I sent in for a request for one twice in the last month and a half and, and never had a reply from either one of those. Hmm. I don't know if it's because I, re- I did one back in October, but so much has changed since then. I kind of wanted to update the Nutri-Q. Yeah, you should be able to retake the Nutri-Q, you know, over and over. So that's not, that wouldn't have been the issue. Looking in the notes here. So TRICARE is the one who gets the requests and, and sends them out to you, you know, so you can take the Nutri-Q. But they typically... Right. They typically keep an account here. So let me just see. The last thing I have in accounts from April 1st. Yeah, it looks like form completed. That's a request on April 1st. So yeah, you did request one on April 1st. And I want to say another one. So yeah, you do have a couple requests. Let me find out from Tribe Care what happened. It's already handled. Angie's on it. And Angie says the email, your email bounced back. When we sent the email to you, it bounced back. And Angie's going to call you after the show today. Make sure okay. she has well, I email. got my email up and going again. My, okay. my internet service provider switched servers. And so that, they were yeah. having issues with email. That, that must have been what That's happened. Exactly there, because, yeah, we're showing that it came yeah. back to us. Okay. So Angie's going to call you today and get it all figured out for you. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. All right. We've got some phone lines open. I have a couple more things I'm going to cover. So if you want to jump in, there is still time. I do want to let everybody know, head on over to Healthy Tribe. There's been a lot of things we've talked about today. And the tribe has been so damn good about posting everything. Um, Sarah posted Mm -hmm. the link for the, um, 
you know what? Here's something else. I, I wish we could get rid of the term marijuana. It, it's an incorrect I term. know. It's a political term. It's not technically correct. It's a made-up word. The, the name of the plant or is cannabis. It's a cannabis plant. It's not a marijuana plant. That's a made-up word. And it's political. You know what it was? It was, was because of the Mexicans were smoking it early on in the century. And it was a racist issue. And they demonized it, I think, for that reason, too. But marijuana sounds more like a uh, Hispanic word. Um, but it's incorrect. It's, it's a cannabis plant. But I digress. We, have, we actually have a group in trucking that's looking into this, ATRI. And ATRI is a great organization. I've got some contacts over there. They, they uh, do a lot of good stuff. I don't agree with everything they do or say, but I think they're a great organization. A lot of people either aren't aware or they are aware and they don't like it. They're part of the ATA. So a lot of drivers, you know, have a negative connotation of the ATA. But ATRI, I think, is a very good organization. I like a lot of what they do. So there's a link there to go take that survey. Whatever your opinions are, you don't have to agree with me to go take it. Just go take it. Let's find out what people in the industry think. Sarah also posted a link to the book, The Mouth-Body Connection on Audible. That's a good link. Um Eric posted a link to the magic pill on YouTube. So there must be a version of it on YouTube as well. There's a link there. So a lot going on. You will also see the specials uh, that we announced for today. You'll see all the information for your Q&A later, Lauren. So healthytribe.com, lot of good um, resources there right now. All right. I think I've covered everything I had today. Don't forget the towelettes, the urban essentials. They're awesome to have in the truck. Cleaning your dash, wiping down the steering wheel, cleaning your face, your hair, whatever. Um, They have lavender. Lavender's a good idea to use at night. Actually, you could wipe down like, uh, you know, the sleeper area, any vinyl, any dust you've got, just wipe it down. And then if you want, just fold up that lavender towelette and stick it in your pillowcase. Lavender is really good for sleep. Yeah, it is. All right. Oh, the other thing. If you, I'm going to say it again, if you have not done the monkey brittle and the almond butter, you have to go do it. Today's the last day for the sale. Now, I don't care if it's on sale or not. Hell, I'd pay twice the price. But it is on sale, so you should go take advantage of that to try it to make sure you're going to like it. I, I'm going to put out a challenge. I want somebody to call me and tell me they don't like this. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think. Now, if, if for some reason somebody just didn't like the taste of bananas, that would be the only reason. Could you not like the taste of bananas, though? Uh, you can like you cannot like the texture, but the taste typically I think most people like it. Like if you think of banana bread, I don't know anyone who doesn't like banana bread. <laughs> exactly. And you shouldn't be eating banana bread, but you can eat monkey brittle and it's like the best banana bread you've ever had, only better. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And 
This is an easy sale. Sometimes you have to know a code. You don't have to know any code for this. If you put monkey brittle in your cart and you put the almond butter in your cart, you get the sale price. Awesome. The wonders of technology. Yeah. And all the work so, our wait, team so does in the background to get, yeah, to get all this stuff in the store. It's a lot of work. When we bring in a new product. It is a lot of work. I don't do any of it. I go find the products usually, although Lisa's been doing a hell of a job of that and the team. But all the work happens, Aaron and Lisa and Brittany and Angie and the team and ads being designed and the website being updated and all the programming that goes into putting something in the store. It's a lot of work. So we're, we're pretty careful. If we put something in the store, it's because we really like it. Yeah. It's all pretty good stuff. <laughs> it is. It is. And stuff you're just not going to find everywhere. You know, that that's something we like to work with very small companies and, and, you know, find products that are probably not going to get national distribution anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Do you have anything else you want to, well, why don't you tell everybody about what you're doing later today? Yeah, well, you mentioned Healthy Tribe. So at Healthy Tribe today at 3 p.m. Eastern time, I will be doing the last of the series from the food pyramids that we have posted up on Let'sTruck.com. And we're going to talk about elimination diets. So talk about AIP. I'm going to mention carnivore, but I already covered carnivore in depth. And we're also going to talk about the GAPS diet. And the reasons that people are turning to elimination diets, that's all going to be in there. Um, and it seems like we've had a couple questions today that, that pretty much relate to this. So come on over at 3 p.m. Eastern time to have a listen. And if you miss it, we'll, we'll post it as well um, in Healthy Tribe later on and Facebook. Excellent. All right. So a lot going on on Healthy Tribe today. I'm going to throw one thing else out there. If you're on Healthy Tribe, can't speak. If you're on Healthy Tribe today, <laughs> Drop me a note. You can either make a post. Posts are better. You could send me a direct message. They just take me a lot longer when I get 32 direct messages. It's easier if it's just a post. Um, One of the topics I talk about a lot, and I want to make sure people are interested in it enough, the garden. And, you know, I'm getting ready to crank out. Well, I'm already cranking up the garden this year, way ahead of schedule, which is awesome. I'm doing a lot of new stuff. I don't know if anybody's really interested in that or not. You know, last year I did some videos. I was thinking about doing one the other day. And then I thought, you know, these are a lot of work. Is anybody really um, getting anything out of this? Or is this something they're interested in? So just drop me a note somewhere. Let me know if it's a topic you want to hear about. Do you want to hear more about it? Would you rather hear less about it? I'm interested in it. I enjoy it. I think there are a lot of benefits. I enjoy it a lot. I mean, I'm almost obsessed even though I don't eat a lot of vegetables anymore. It's kind of funny. People will be walking by the garden and, you know, they're talking about the garden and I'm growing everything. And then we start talking about health and diet and they find out I'm mostly carnivore and they're confused. If you're mostly carnivore, why would you have this big garden? Um, Because I still like vegetables and I get to pick and choose what vegetables I grow and eat right down to the variety, how they're grown. I can give away a lot. I can support the food bank with it. It's good to be outside and playing in the dirt and fresh air and sunshine. So I, even if I never ate another vegetable, I think I would continue gardening. 
And I would just give all the food away and give it all to the food bank. And this year I've, I've added flowers. That's a big thing. I've never grown flowers from seed. So normally I do all the vegetables and now I'm doing everything from seed. And normally Lisa would do all the flowers around the yard. She does containers. We do containers for the neighborhood. But we would normally just go buy flats. And we spend a lot of money on flowers. Flowers are expensive. When you're buying, you know, 20 or 30 flats of them sometimes, maybe not that much, but we buy a lot. So this year I decided to try my hand at growing flowers from seed. It's wildly different too. I'm shocked at how much I have to learn. And I doubled all of my capacity inside the trailer. I think I said this earlier, but I think right now I have somewhere between about 1,300 and 1,500 plants in, in soil in the trailer. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is yeah. really crazy. I know. And, and about half of them are flowers. So, oh, Angie wants to know if we, yeah, I'll take another call. We're just sitting here chatting. We'll take another call. Um, so I just want to know, is that a topic people are interested in hearing about or not? If not, I'll, uh, I'll talk about it less. If people want to hear about it, I'll talk about it. Maybe I'll do some, you know, if I do a video and throw it into Healthy Tribe, it's not like it's going to bother anybody. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Um, but I know there are some people that always comment on them and want to know what's going on. I'm pretty excited about the, the garden season this year. And I'm excited about the flowers. I mean, they're, they're already weird. Um, the seeds are so different. You know, it's funny. We recognize a lot of vegetable seeds, right? Yeah. Everybody knows what a green pepper seed looks like. If you don't, you're, you do just open up a green pepper. There are seeds in there. Plant them in the ground. It'll grow. Well, I should be careful about saying that. If you got that pepper from a grocery store, it might not. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. A lot of our vegetables today, if you took the, if you buy a vegetable in a grocery store, take the seed out of it, it may not grow. It may grow a plant and then it may not produce any fruit or it may not grow at all. I had a year where I didn't know what was going wrong. I was recovering cilantro seeds and just replanting them. They would sprout, start to grow, get to about four inches and just die. What the hell happened? What am I doing wrong? My original cilantro plant is growing like crazy or it's still growing and I'm getting seeds off of it and trying to plant new cilantro and it won't grow. <laughs> That's what they've done. Is that to our... just, What's that? Like, is that just genetically modified plants? No, or is that... no they've uh, even hybridized yeah. plants to the point where, where you get a specific variety of a plant, but it won't reproduce there's a special way they have to develop the seeds. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I did not know uh, that. So even organic seeds, you can buy organic seeds. A lot of people don't think about that. I do. I, I buy organic seeds. So that seed, its history is organic. So, but that does not ensure that that will continue to produce crops. What you have to look for when you're looking at seeds, you want to look for the word heirloom. Mm, if it's okay. an heirloom seed, it will always reproduce. Interesting. I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but the flower, so like I said, we know what a tomato seed looks like. We know what a watermelon seed looks like. We know what a pumpkin seed looks like, right? We know what a cucumber seed looks like. Take those out if it was grown from an heirloom plant and you stick it in dirt and it'll grow a new plant. Flowers are bizarre. Boy, the seeds are just, some of the seeds look like dust. I, I, it, some of the wow. seeds are so tiny, I have to use the camera on my phone when I'm trying to put a tiny little seed in a tiny little seed tray. They're that small. I've got to use tweezers and magnifying glasses. And some of them are just weird shapes. They're like long, thin stalks almost. They're just, it's, it's really interesting. And then the other thing about flowers is I have a flower that may not, the seed may not germinate for up to 45 days. Wow. Or it might germinate in six. I mean, that's how unpredictable some of these things are. I had one yesterday. I decided to plant milkweed because milkweed attracts monarch butterflies. They live in milkweed and they feed on milkweed. So if you put milkweed yeah. in your yard, you'll get monarch butterflies. I went to plant the seed in the dirt in a cup, you know, in the greenhouse, like I would do with everything else, except I'm reading the instructions. You have to stick it in soil like in a cup, like a grow cup, water it, wrap it in saran wrap and put it in your refrigerator for three months. What? Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. I have volunteers <laughs> growing everywhere because I had so, one plant and every time it seeds, I just make sure those little fuzzy seeds fly around and right. land all over. And, and now I more. have probably... Right. Yeah. Once you get it going, you're exactly right. It's like a weed. It will reseed itself. There's another way you can do it. And I'll find out this year if it's going to work or not. The other way is you plant the seeds in the fall. Oh, I didn't know that. They, they need months of cold, wet conditions for the seed to germinate. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't know that or I would have planted them last fall. But now it's spring and I just decided to read up on milkweed and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to lose the whole season. Well, I won't. I stuck them in the refrigerator and I'll go two months. I won't go the whole three and then I'll get them out there and I should be able to get some milkweed growing this summer. Okay. So you're like imitating the colder weather. Correct. Got it. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're, you're just, it's like garlic. You know, you can't plant garlic in the spring. You have to plant garlic in the fall. It needs the cold winter. That's what you can, that's also why you shouldn't keep garlic in the refrigerator. Garlic, cold will make garlic oh, I, sprout. Oh gosh. That's what does it. So that's why you plant it in the fall and then the cold temperature in the winter is what makes the garlic sprout. If you try to plant wow. it in the spring, it just won't sprout because it won't get cold. Hmm. I know, so much to learn. All right, let's, yeah, I know. Uh, let's grab this call. Brian, I understand um, I understand you already got your question answered, but we're going to talk about it on the air because if you're wondering, somebody else is wondering. So what can we help you with? That's right. First off, good afternoon, Lauren, and good morning, Kevin. Good morning. I, uh, I've had some trouble. I have not been able to listen to Lauren in her after hours. Facebook 
discussions, and I'm wondering if you can explain to me, maybe I'm not the only one that has trouble trying to get in and listen to it. <clears throat> oh, you mentioned that, like, last week, right? That when you listened in on the Q&A that you had volume issues? No, I just, the first time I tried, I went to Facebook and I tried to listen to you and I couldn't figure that out. And then last week, or maybe it was the week before, I tried to go to the healthy, the, the website, Healthy Tribe, and I, I didn't find any place that I could click on or where, where I go to. I, oh, I just, I've not been successful in listening to your show, so I'd, I'd like to, maybe you can oh. explain it to me. Yeah, so I actually haven't, I think it just pings you, doesn't it, Kevin, when you do a live? Doesn't it let everyone know? I mean, Well, it depends on your I, notification settings. A lot of people turned off their notification uh, settings because they didn't want to get the messages or the emails. So they would just have to know that it's going on and they would go to the website. But when you get to HealthyTribe.com, you should see right at the top the fact that you're live and you just click on it. But okay. here's, here's the other thing. I, 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 here's the other thing I always have to remember. I almost never use our app. I'm almost always on my laptop. So if you're on the app, then it's different. I don't know what it looks like on the app when you're live. That's a good point because I don't use the app as much either. I'm, I'm typically on my computer. Angie said that there's a black bar at the top of the page that says Lauren is live. And then follow Lauren Hickson in HT to be notified by email and those and notifications. So, um, yeah, so you can set up the notifications, but you should also be able to go to Healthy Tribe and it will tell you when I am live on the top of the page. And that's 3 p.m. Eastern time. So you want to make sure the time is correct. That's in about 40, 40 minutes from now. Right, right. And maybe that's where I went wrong as I tried to go there too soon and it wasn't there yet or something. That could be. And, yeah. And, it, but I'll... Uh, and that's a good point. If you are there 30 seconds before Lauren starts, there's no indication anywhere on the website for you to click on. We, I don't believe so. We don't set this up as an event, do we? No, no. not that I, no, I just go live. Yeah, maybe we yeah, should. Maybe we should go into the event feature and actually set it up each week as an event. And I think it's fairly simple. Once we do one I think we just keep recreating it, change the detail. That way people would, there would be something there telling people, hey, it's coming up. It's at three o'clock Eastern time or whatever. Otherwise, if you, like I said, if you're there 30 seconds before Lauren is, there'd be no indication until the minute she goes live. Yeah, I do. I do use the app on my phone because I'm a driver. So I listen to it through yeah. my, my Garmin headset. I think it's still the same way. I think it's just, you know, it's right there at the top. You just click on it, but maybe we'll play around with um, creating them as an event. I've noticed on the uh, uh, Balance of Nature commercials, I've noticed this, the, the people that run that commercial, they must be marketing geniuses because they throw little hints at you. Like I've, I've noticed now that a few of the people that they have on there talking, they end their conversation with, 
I'm going to take balance of nature for, <laughs> for the, the rest, rest of, of my, my life. life. I know. <laughs> I know. I forgot about that one. You're right. They all say it at the end. You know, here's an interesting comparison. Yeah. You are 100% correct. They are amazing at marketing. Their testimonials, their commercials. I get why it sells like crazy, but it, it's it's not a good product. It's really not. You know, we're almost the opposite here. I, I feel like we work really, really hard to find the best possible product we can in every category. And then honestly, I think we suck at marketing it. We, we move on to the next thing. You know, now I need to go find something for sleep and stress. And we're always working on projects. And then I realize oh, we're not marketing the stuff we already have. It's, it's one of the challenges I, I face running our company, especially now going into a tough economy we are kind of lazy marketers. It's yeah. I, for a long time, we, there was nobody in the company responsible for marketing. That's when you know you're not very good at it. If you don't even have somebody that that's their job. I mean, primarily now, Lisa does 95% of our marketing probably. And she's taught herself. Um, but that's, that's probably where we're weakest. We're just, nobody has a marketing background. Well, the first the first thing you need to do is recognize it, and if you can't recognize it, then you can't fix it. So you're in, you're taking the right step. You at least know that you're lacking some some uh, some marketing. So yes, and, and part I, of have, it, I appreciate be, both of you. Part of it, we got a little lazy being on a big platform like SiriusXM. We didn't want to spend a lot of time on marketing. You know, we, we reached a lot of people without trying very hard, worked for us. We didn't have to put a lot of focus on marketing. We could spend more time on education and finding the right products and creating the right programs. So that, that's been something I've kind of come to the realization of over this last year that um, we just, unfortunately, we're going to have to market more. That's right. Okay, well, that's all I had, and I appreciate both of your your time, and I look forward to listening every day. So I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. All right, Lauren, we are going to wrap this up. Holy cow, we went past the three-hour mark. What was I thinking? (laughs) Usually, I at at three hours, I usually wrap it up. I realized we had gone so far past. So. any final words? Well, you have final words coming up. Yes, in about 35 minutes. Excellent. All right. So join our healthytribe.com. We'll see you back here tomorrow for a free-for-all. Not sure what's going on Friday yet. We'll let you know as soon as we know. Make sure you head on over to the store, letstruck.com. Get your, I've got to do some marketing now. We've got to pay the bills. Get your monkey brittle. Get your nut butters. Take advantage of the last day of the sale. Pick up some of the new um, Urban Essential towelettes. They're awesome to have in the truck. They're awesome to have at home. They're good to have in your car. Good to have just about everywhere. Throw some in your briefcase, your purse, your backpack, whatever. All right. We will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.